everybody, and welcome to Casa Loud Chats, a podcast dedicated to Nickelodeon's The Casa Grandes and the Loud House universe. And I'm your host, Sunny, and welcome to episode 62 of Casa Loud Chats. Happy February, because for January, there were a lot of episodes of The Casa Grandes that aired. So today we're going to talk about all those episodes because January was stacked with all that. So didn't do a lot of episodes then. But yes, happy February and 14 days to my birthday. So that's, that's also very special. But what's also very special I have a very special returning guest on my show. You know him as JD. That's, he's been on my show a couple of times. But I'm gonna for today. I'm gonna call him Jaw. Welcome back, Jaw. The exaggeration on that is so like soon as I came. Jaw. <laughs> Sorry. You you say it so serious, like. <laughs> You say so serious that I just want to start laughing like a maniac. That's how I'm going to do it for now on this entire podcast. Just jaw in a very serious <laughs> tone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, when, when YouTubers have to say something funny and they have like a straight face on and you're laughing, but they're not laughing. So that's how I am saying oh, jaw. It's just trying not to so laugh. It's literally, it's literally just rhyme style humor. <laughs> Yes, but uh, welcome back, man. I'm so I'm very excited to have you on once again. So thanks for coming on again. Uh, nice to be back, per usual. Yes, yeah, so Jaw here. Sometimes you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I'm laughing now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> try to be serious. Okay, Sometimes... so <laughs> what were we gonna say? Sometimes you gotta look for a bit before you come back in the spotlight. Yeah, so Jaw here actually asked me to come on for the one of the new episodes that, that came out recently for Casa Grande, which was Skater's Gonna Hate the Tony Hawk episode, and of course, I'd love to have on again, so, because, you know. Because, because yeah. I love Tony Hawk like there's no tomorrow, and I love Sunny. Well, <laughs> I'm, very, I'm glad I'm on the same level as Tony Hawk, but I don't think I'll ever be on that level of celebrity as Tony Hawk. <laughs> I can't skateboard. And I can't on a podcast like you can. <laughs> yes, but uh, before we get to all of those exciting episodes we can talk about today, we have some news to discuss, mainly talking about new episodes of both shows. As both as both shows are coming back this month, Loud House only one new episode, but it's very exciting as one new episode is, is announced because season five. But Casa Grandes is also going to continue into February, which is great. But we have some news on TLH season six as well. So, Jar, are, are, do you want to, are you ready to talk about these episodes with me? Yes, sir. This is the first time I actually heard about what was going on with season six. Fire away. <laughs> He did not know this, even though we knew about it. He's like finding out for the first time, so he's gonna. Be, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a live reaction from somebody who doesn't know about this yet. That's why I'm very excited, because <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> Literally, I was out of the blue. I was out of the loop for like a few weeks. I was telling him what's on the agenda, and he's like, wait, what, season six? And it's like, yeah, we knew about this a few days ago. It's like, what? And so I had to show him, and so I'm very excited to see a real reaction to these, so, yeah, so. What, 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 you want to, you want to get into it? You want to get into it? Yeah. All right, let's get into some custom news! Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so the first item for this for this uh, week of, of, of Casa Loud chat, there are brand new episodes of The Loud House and The Casa Grandes coming in February. Casa Grandes continuing season three, but Loud House, we finally, finally have an air date for the season five finale of season five, which is High Crimes and Runway McBride. This episode's already been, this episode already came out like in another country, so most of us already seen it. But we finally have a release date, which is February 25th at 8 o'clock, which means that March is probably going to be the, the, the month that season 6 will, will air. So finally, we are out of, you know, the, the being stuck of season 5, and now we're, gonna, we're probably going to start season 6 in March. So are you excited that, you know, season 5 is ending, and now we're going to start with season 6 hopefully in the future? You excited, man? Yeah, I kind of, I'm curious to see what they do with six. So it's not really optimism, but more so curiosity. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Cause like, you know, we have some news on season six. We don't have some, we don't have any synopsis yet, but we do have titles. We'll get to those in a few. But yeah, I've, I've just been like, you know, season five. I talked about it on my show. I'm like, I want to ask you, what's your, what's your overall opinion of season five? Like, mine is mixed. So how do you feel about the overall season? When we when it first dropped, I was like, "This is the best season." But now I'm like, "This is actually the most disappointing season of the show." Why is that? Sounds nuts. Because I think that while it's true that they were prototyping a lot of things that happened, part of me felt like they were, like they set things up that either they're going to continue the next season or that they wanted to continue them here, and it felt really disappointing. That yeah. They didn't continue those plots the way they should have. I mean, yeah, we could go, we could do an entire podcast on Lori's fairway arc. I mean, I could do like a whole like two hour podcast on how disappointed I am with the fairway arc. But and also like you again, better get, you better get weed up there. Oh yeah. Are you gonna do that? Are I don't you know. Gonna I do don't that? get weed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know, I probably won't. Don't won't. I probably won't, Gosh. but you know, I could do it. But um. Or, like, again, the fact that Season 5, you know, I was very excited because, again, Season 5 was, you know, they're bringing Lincoln back into the spotlight. And as many of us have discussed, you don't you don't just have Lincoln and Fred episodes to say Lincoln is back in the spotlight. That's not the point, you know? The whole point of Lincoln being the main character was from the start of the series was that he's the glue that holds the whole family together. So why not have a whole bunch of episodes with his sisters? And he's the one we see the point of view of everything from. Right. And so it's like, oh, well, that means we'll have more family stuff with him or the sister episodes with him. No, that, that we can have him with his friends. That means he'll be back into the spotlight. No, that's not how you do that. So... Like, I should, like, uh, as I said, I should be happy that Lincoln at least got the spotlight as a main character, but the way they handled it was not yeah. what I wanted, you know? I think it's what most people wanted to begin with. Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest when I say this. They could have done it all. They could have done their several episodes in this entire season. I think could have done a lot better than they ended up doing. Yeah, and I mean again. And wait, you, wait, yeah. just wait, just to check. You said you said Feb the end of February is when Runaway Crime, Runner, Runaway McBride. Runaway McBride. Yeah, that's what the you February twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. So. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm looking at like for all the seasons. I'm looking, and season five is actually the longest season of the whole series. Yeah. I mean, because again, with Nickelodeon's scheduling, it was, like, a lot. I mean, like, 
Casa season two, it took forever for them to end season two with like holding on to throwing pains to like December to say it's a holiday special episode was not. Hey, that was the most retarded move they could have pulled off and yet they did it anyway. Yeah, it was so stupid. I don't understand Nickelodeons. And the fact that because again they they hold it they held off for episodes. Lots and lots of episodes got leaked early in other countries before us, so we sadly had seen like a majority of season five before it ended here. So, like Roman McBride and High season Crimes. Season two is probably Nickelodeon's. season two is probably Nickelodeon's worst secret. Yeah, yeah. Because like I think like I think like half the season got leaked. Yeah. It's like how majority. It's like how the new Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, that got linked to death, man. Yeah, it like, was... If you, were on Twitter, like, if you were on Twitter from, like, that gap, gap in time when they started reporting that... When they started reports of, like, Doc Ock coming back to, like, the first trailer, you knew that everything in the movie got leaked at that point. Yeah, it was... It was... Levels, but, but for the sake of the people who, have, who are going to watch this and have not seen the movie, I won't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I, I will. We will talk about high crimes and Roman McBride till whenever you know, whenever I get to it. It's probably gonna be you know for for March since it's at the end of the month when all these other episodes are coming out. But yeah, at least it's coming out, so we have a, a definitive date for for season six. Hopefully, season six does not get leaked in another country first before us. But I'm worried that that might happen again, just because. But you never know; things might happen with that. And if it does, you know, hush so hush. I'm looking at. So I'm looking at like all the, like the uh, first and last airings of each season. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, not the shortest season is season one with like six months. Yeah. And you have season two with like eleven months. Season three with like fourteen. You have season. Yeah, yeah, three with like fourteen, and then you. No, 13 and a half, and then you have four, which is like like 14 and a half months, and then you have this season, which is like a year, 14 full months. Yeah, it seems like season, it felt like season five was on forever. (laughs) No, no, I'm wrong. No, wait, no, I'm wrong. That's actually 16, 16 months. Yeah. Yeah, September again. September 2022, February 2022. That's like almost, that's like 16 months and some change. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like Nickelodeon did that because they, they didn't know if like, La- we again, we don't know if Loud House is getting a renewal yet. I'm still, I'm still thinking season six will happen. That's season six. Uh, season six will happen. But like, I still feel like season six will, that, you say season six, season seven. I feel like season seven will happen. I feel like they're holding off because they want to announce season seven, Casa season four, and a sequel to the live action movie all at the same time. That's why I feel like they're holding off the renewal. But that's just me. That's a speculation. I don't know. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm here thinking that... Meanwhile, I'm here like... They're not going to do... I don't think they should do another season. I think they should because... Because I feel like... I feel like season six, there's not enough time where they can try to wrap up, you know, things. Or again, you know, uh, 
will, will build up on certain things because season five, there's there's a lot of wasted potential that I'm glad that season six is coming along because there's better things that they can there's things that they they can improve on for the better for season six. So I'm glad a season six is happening, but I'm worried that again, like season five, they might they might get uh, distracted and they won't be able to live up to more potential. And I think a season seven might be. Might 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 make it better just because, but that's just me, you know. Like, like I'm gonna be real. I say this: no, everything past no, four and five and potentially six are never gonna touch the first three with like quality. But like, they can come close if they want to. Yeah, so I mean, you know, season four and five for what they did, but just like. There's something with, like, those first three seasons that, like, you can't exactly recapture. Yeah. But I'm not saying that because, uh, I'm not saying that because the elephant in the room. I'm saying that because, like, genuinely. Four was disappointing. Five was disappointing. Six, maybe, maybe not. I mean, season six will have Casa Grande cameo, so I can't say it won't be a disappointment. <laughs> that they'll make up for season five on that end, so... You know, at least I get that. That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ronian. <laughs> so you better be in one episode or like five more this season to make up for the fact that Bobby got to be in season five and not Ronian. So unfair. <sighs> so unfair. But like again, like I feel like season five. At the end of season five, they finally figured out what the heck they were supposed to do at the beginning of the season. It felt like during the beginning, they were confident, and then in the middle, they lost track of what they were supposed to do. And by the end, like episodes like Lori Days and Just the Cook, for example, they they finally figured out, hey, we're supposed to do Lori Fairway episodes, and we're supposed to do episodes of Lincoln and Lynn in middle school since they're both in the same, like, school together. That's what you should be doing from the start, and that's why I'm glad yeah. that season six is happening so that they can expand on that instead of this being the final season and then all that potential was wasted. Wait. Wait. They had the ball, they had the momentum going at first, but then they dropped the ball, like, there was no tomorrow in the middle. Yeah, it just felt like they were dragging, but, like, especially because get all the Lincoln and Friends episodes back to back to back, and it's like, we get it, Lincoln and Friends episodes. There's only, like, th three or four Clinton McCloud episodes, the main friendship of the series, and there was only, like, four episodes for them. The rest of them were friend episodes. It's the same problem I had with Casa Season. Okay, sorry, go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest to God, real, when I say this. Yeah. You could cut, you could cut out half of this season, and the quality would drastically improve. Like keep it folk, like if you cut out like, like keep the sister and Lincoln episodes that happened in the season, but you can, but if you were to cut out like all the, if you were to cut out like filler episode, like of course a lot of like it's always gonna have filler. But I mean like. The big filler that draws away from like what season five is supposed to address. There's I feel a lot. Like if you were to cut out like half the season, actually keep it, like cut out half the episodes you don't need and replace them with episodes that are legitimately centric to like, oh, Lincoln and Lynn are in the same school now. Oh, Lori's in college. Oh, mm -hmm. Lily's in preschool. Oh, Lenny is the oldest. If you cut it like, like for example, say like, Grub snub or farm so unstable. 
I was literally going to say those two. If there's two episodes I would I would cut completely from the season, it's Grub Snub and Farm to Unstable. Because one, Grub Snub had so much potential. Like, that idea is great to have Lenny's friends, Lenny and her friends versus Lincoln and his friends. And it was so poorly executed. Like, how do you mess up a great idea like that? Like, it was so bad. And I remember the ending, I started laughing because I thought that was the stupidest ending of any episode I've ever seen in my life. Like, it, it was just laughably stupid. Well, but Lincoln somehow manages to, where Lincoln pulls out the M&M gene and rap and, like, orders a meal while flying in the air. <laughs> about to be yeeted out the fucking I love story. that he was just very calm about it. It's like, oh, we'll take our food to go. Hey, because get it? Because they're in the air to go. <laughs> Oh, he's so stupid. I love him. <laughs> anyways, Farmstone's anyways, Farm Stable is a disaster. Oh my god, yeah. Like, uh, my, I remember I was subscribed to uh, Steam Steam, Steam Dub Re Redex on, on, on uh, YouTube. He did a review on that episode. Steam Steam, Steam Redux. Yeah, he, his reviews are great, by the way. Please check them out. I, I watched his review of Farm to Unstable. He said that was one of the best Lincoln and Friends episodes in the season. And I had disagreed so uh. hardly. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> there are better episodes than that boring episode that had nothing to it. <laughs> Absolutely nothing of value. No, no, there's no way I missed that. Wait a minute, my brain just did a. Did, wait, didn't Frame on You and Appetite for Disaster air this month too? I just had that thought. No. Was that? I swear to God, if they, I don't know. <laughs> Oh my gosh, they did. They oh, they air. Wait, wait. Oh, I love you. Oh my gosh, here's the thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to, I have to check no, this real quick. No, no, no. Uh, for for the U.S., it aired on January sixteenth. I have to put that episode up now. The the frame on you and appetite for disaster. Oh, we gotta talk about that too. Yeah. We'll do that first then. Oh my gosh. This is like unedited, like my brain just did like like I was thinking about the Lincoln and Friends episodes. I'm like, oh my gosh, frame on you aired this month. We we finally got it and I totally kid. forgot. Alright, kids, this is what a brain fart looks like. Yeah, legit, man. This is like like this is like legit, like I'm not acting, like this is legit me like forgetting that this episode actually aired. Like I've done this before where I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot that episode aired because we saw it before. And then officially air in the U.S. This is the hard part. Uh, this is the hard part about having a, a podcast, folks, is because you have to wait until everybody's seen the episode before you can talk about it. Instead of instead of like you know, instead of like actually doing it when it aired early, you can't do that. Literally, literally, what just happened now is the skin about that meme. <laughs> yes, skin about ba ba ba. Skin about that boom. So, uh, if we're gonna talk about Appetite for Destruction and Frame on You, I'm just gonna get these two things out of the way. Yeah. Frame on You is the best episode with the friend group. It is the only one with the friend group that I actually coherently liked all the way through. Mm hmm And Appetite for Destruction is overrated because of the Lily design. <laughs> That's all. I, uh, well... <laughs> I guess talking about Frame on You, I mean, Frame on You is the, the one where Rusty gets wrongfully suspended, so the action team leaps in to clear his name, and I guess, spoiler alert, 
for who did it because <laughs> I guess if you haven't seen the episode, there is a big mystery to it. And, um, you know, people are conflicted on who did it, of course, and that being Girl Jordan. Um, how do you, wh- what's your stance on, on why it being Girl Jordan and how, again, I think she had a very valid reason. Rusty messed up her project. She got her first F. So I get that. How do you feel about that? I'm gonna be real and say that I like what they did, but just like, like whatever the mystery is, like because of either a complex or Eddie Deed, that's when I really get invested. But if it's like the most two-sided retarded shit I've seen, then I'm not gonna rock with it. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I like. Like, when a mystery is coherent, that's when you put me in. But when it's, like, just, like, this huge brain fart that does not have a single idea of where it's going, that's when you've lost all my interest and will never make me come back to it. Yeah, I mean, this had a very good... Uh, Luckily, this avoided it. Yeah. Yeah, this had a very good mystery. Like, I didn't, I didn't suspect who it would be at all. And the way they set up all the clues and the, them thinking it could be a boy was like, oh, it's boy Jordan. No, actually, it's girl Jordan. And it's like, wow, here's this big mystery. And it's like, oh, well, she did all this because Rusty was being a big old jerk and messed up their project. Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed too, <laughs> you know, because it's Rusty. Like, you can't really blame girl Jordan for feeling that way because it's Rusty being stupid, you know? And, yeah, I mean, no, like... Compared to, like, the other, like, Wicked you know, Friends... What? How did Girl Jordan replicate Rusty's nose? Because when you really think about it, Rusty's nose is literally... To do that, you would have... If Girl Jordan were to replicate Rusty's look down to, like, the face, too... She would have to get the Gru nose. <laughs> I don't know, maybe she got a fake nose at the at the costume store or something. I don't know like, how she did it. Cartoon logic. Like, like this man's nose is built like a dagger. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. But I mean I, I, I really liked it. Like compared to like all the action news team episodes they've done, like in the Chandler one or the first one they did, like, this was a better mystery than, like, the other ones. But, you know, if, if they, I like that they continue to, like, cause it, like, season five, the main thing I like about it is their continuity. So they've continued to have Lincoln and the friends on the action news team. And they do stuff like this with finding out mysteries. And I think it's, like, one of the best ones. Cause, like, oh, well, they, they do this with Lincoln and Clyde. High Crimes is one of those I can't talk about yet. But I really like the episode. <laughs> uh, but, you know. For, for what it is, it's, it's a pretty good mystery. I really like it. And they're probably going to do more of these in the future. So look forward to more Lincoln and Friends episodes. Yay! <laughs> I say with enthusiasm, yay. <laughs> I say, hooray. <laughs> An appetite for destruction? Oh, like, I... I it's... Like, the problem is, the is only, like... It's sad. It's It's sad when, like... Again, this whole season was about Lincoln going to middle school, Lori going to college, and Lily going to preschool. They waited till the last episode of the entire season to have a Lily preschool episode. That's kind of sad. <laughs> they forgot about that aspect. This is why school is actually a terrible opener. Like, in the context of everything that happens after, it's a bad opener. But, like, first glance, it's like, okay, it's alright. 
but now looking back at like what they did and how badly they butchered and jeopardized the main plot that they had going, which was like the trio of Lint, Lori, Lincoln, and Lily being the most effective of the three of the three siblings, you start to think they cupped them. They cupped Lily and Lori. And they cupped Lincoln too. <laughs> Instead, well, I, I, I wouldn't say that for Lincoln. Lincoln's had the most focus being in middle school. Because, again, this season was all about focusing on him. Lori was done dirty. Well, even in school, Lori was done dirty. Because, again, her, her, her moving into the dorm should not have been her subplot. She should have had her first day of university, not moving into the dorms as a side plot. That should not happen. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you why I'm saying Lincoln got cooked because... Every episode we got him this season, he never had an episode where it was him solo. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. Season's cheating. Okay, season's Boom! cheating. Boom! Roasted. Okay. <laughs> Unfortun unfortunately, that's just one episode. <laughs> I mean, that's so, the one that radio. comes up to my... Um, but, well, I mean, again, so well... <laughs> Family bonding, but that, I mean, you know, let's cling with Cloud, but is it really, though? I mean, family bonding to me is a, more of a Lincoln episode, and Clyde just kind of, you know, helps out. It's more about, because, like, again, family bonding to me is the best episode of the season, because it really had the whole family learn to actually trust Lincoln. Because they're like, oh, like, we think you jumped to conclusions at the end, and, the, and they're like, oh, we're so sorry we doubted you, and hey, maybe we should give you a chance. It wasn't really about clinging with Cloud. It was Lincoln's journey as a character. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry. I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say that because per usual, the ending. The what? And it's magnificent. The ending of family bonding. Oh well, of course. I mean, like you know, everything about family bonding is iconic. I know I say that all the time, but like legit. Family bonding is one of my favorite episodes, season five. No other episode has changed that fact. It's like. It's, it's, to me, it's still the best episode and how it really, like, that episode, like, I like Schooled, okay? I like it, but the Lincoln parts is the only part I like about it. Because, <laughs> like, yes, that's the most important part is Lincoln in middle school. And all the other subplots are not important to that. Or should have been, but they were executed badly. Family Bonding to me is what I was excited about for season 5, where it's like we're changing up the status quo to where, oh, you think it's going to be where Lincoln is wrong, and he's just, you know, over-exaggerating, as he always is, to jump to conclusions on the the spot, the family of, of the family being, you know, like, evil spies when they're not. But in reality, they were, and Lincoln was right for once, which is something that never really happens in the show a lot, to see the Lincoln won in the end. Like, that to me made me more excited about season 5 changing up those aspects of of, you know, the the cliche status quo, but then they never really lived up to that after that, you know? It's like, um, that's why family bonding's still great. Because, like, they, they did something different for once. The rest of the time, not really. <laughs> you know, I just had the craziest, like, brain shock. What? So, apparently, so, they could, so, like, I was thinking about, like, the movie and how the movie is the the movie is canon to the show as it's like the in between of four and five, and I'm like, yes. I'm like, what? They that was such a wait. That was a missed opportunity. They had because my mind just thought of like, what if they did? What if they had a different idea for the movie, but instead of it being like, you know, 
classic family road trip in a foreign country where Psychotic Green Goblin meets Joker meets Harley Quinn, where Green Goblin meets Harley Quinn with the largest, like the largest buttocks in existence. <laughs> Don't let Twitter hear that. <laughs> oh no, Twitter jumped the gun on that. Twitter just jumped the gun immediately. I mean, they already did. Just look at the ass. <laughs> okay, but for the for. Imagine that instead of it being them going to Scotland and doing the classic hierarchy thing, imagine a movie was actually what school should have been. Which is like, like they would have had a. Imagine they made the movie about like Lake and Lori and Lily having going through struggles of Lake. We're, we're, we had this next chapter in our lives. We're not ready to start it. Uh, well, you translate that. I I and I would translate that. To... Wait, can I continue? But that's cool. Well, well, again, Sorry. I as much as I would like that, you know, like even with like I think school does a good job with the struggles that Lincoln and Lori go through, especially because again, Lori, mm-hmm. you know, even though she's moving into the dorms, she does go back home and she's upset, and it's until she sees Lincoln sacrifice. That he's like, oh, well, we just have to adjust to that. I have to just get used to this whole thing before, you know, everything happens. She's like, he's the reason that she goes back to school, which I think is still a powerful scene. Where it's like, he's the, he's the one that motivates her to go back to school, which is amazing to me. But season four was all about Lori's journey as a character and her starting up her college, you know, arc. And I think season four did a good job on that, especially some episodes where they do focus on her, whether getting her new car or getting a job, which, you know, even though they never really followed up on the job thing where she's like working at Liz Senior's table as a manager and they never bring that up ever again. But, you know, at least they acknowledge that, hey, we're doing this for college. But... I like the movie the way it is. The, the movie had well, the movie was always it has always been about Lincoln as the main character. I don't think they, I don't think they should have like had to be like focus on Lincoln, Lori, Lily, Lenny like school did. But I still don't think school should have done that. Even though it's like oh it's a one hour special that way we we can extend it. No, you should just had to focus just on Lincoln, and you should have just done Lori's. Yeah. Dorm thing Mom. as one limited episode. Lily's preschool thing is one one limited episode, and Lenny's subplot in the Lily episode or whatever. You know, like you should just had it focused just on Lincoln. What I was trying to get at was like, like you kind of nailed it on the butt. But I was trying to say like, you have the movie be about them, but then you leave it on the cliffhanger of school. Which the and the cliffhanger translates to school, and that to me, like, if you had the movie be like a prelude to everything that happens in five, like it kind of is, but like, you don't really see like the movie aspects of Lincoln every story. You see like, oh, classic Lincoln, but like, while true, the movie portrays like a better side of his growth. It's like. I don't know. I feel like I would have wanted to see more of those traits he had that he grew into by the end be used better. Oh, just well. Like, oh, he's confident. I oh, did... he's confident now. He's gonna... 
oh, it's Kafna. He's going to wear his fuck you flip-flops and the pretentious bootstrap <laughs> hoodie and start doing magic tricks. <laughs> I mean, I disagree heartily on that because the movie, to me, emphasizes a end to Lika's character from the first three seasons and the beginning to his character in the fifth season because it's a middle point. Because again, in the movie, he starts out being what he is as the first couple of seasons is that he's the outcast. He's the main, he's the boy in the family of 10 sisters who all have these special talents and they all stand out. And what is he to the family? But I also like the fact that he he's wasn't- depressed. Right, he's depressed. <laughs> he's depressed boy. Um, and he sings a whole song about it, or yeah, and he's he's trying to stand out like, you know, being the Duke means he'll stand out, but is he really standing out by being the Duke? And he doesn't really, and again, he doesn't really become selfish when he's the Duke. That's what I liked about it was, you could have made him like, again, live-action Lincoln, who is a selfish little boy, you know, he's not selfish here. Live-action Lincoln to the Black Air Force Energy Roundtable. I hope you hear the CJ the champ. Yeah, but like, but like at the end, like when Lincoln's reassured by his family that you know you're special and we love you, you you take care of us, and like Lincoln's, Lincoln that says says like looks to the camera and says I'm okay with that, you know, like where's places. That's the end of Lincoln's arc through the through the three seasons that we see him finding a place in this family. What is his purpose in the family? Or a fourth season, like I can see one, two, three, then there's four. Yeah, the fourth season too. But that's, that's, that's the fourth season, he has nothing to do. So I'm like, one, two, three, four, he has like two episodes or three or whatever. But like, and by the middle, it's like, here's, then what's next for Lincoln? Well, he's more confident, like season, like schooled, shows that Lincoln is not scared to approach middle school, but then what, what he's continuing his, you know, what he's continuing with all these, you know, struggles, like, and not being the same classes as, as ki- like, not being the same classes as friends, or being transferred to another school and he misses his friends, and he's like, I, we have, I have to adjust to this. That's him starting a new arc, where it's like, I have to get used to this fact that I'm not gonna be with my friends, but that's okay, we'll still see each other at lunch, and we'll still see each other at the action news team, or whatever, you know, that's the next part. Or even again, Saved by the Spell is still my favorite, one of my favorite episodes for Lincoln as a character, because with Stella and the friends are like, we're, we're just protecting you because of your reputation. All of Lincoln's arc through, like, all his character was from, like, the first season was, I care what people think of me, I care about my reputation. And the moment that Lincoln's like, I don't care if people think magic is lame, I'm just gonna do it because it's what I love. Like, that's another step in his character arc is that, yes, I know, he's more confident, but that's the point. <laughs> you know, that's the point of his character is that, yes, he doesn't really care what people think of him. Because from the, st- from the beginning... That's all he cared about. He was ju- he was thinking he was very judgmental. Or not, he wasn't judgmental, but he thought that people were judging him. He thought his sisters were judging him. He thought his fa- friends were judging him. He thought his whole school was judging him. And now he's like, guys, I just don't care. I'm gonna do whatever I want, <laughs> you know. And that's cool. Like I think that's great. But um, I remember uh, me and uh, Neo, we were talking about on on our episode, and he had suggested something like where he thinks that maybe for the next season, Lincoln should should start. To- for his 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 next step in character arc is that he should help people out like he he should help his friends in the situation or help his family and i think that'd be a great way for season six to continue his arc if he's being more helpful because he has a lot more experience compared to like everybody else like in his family or his friends you know damn 
damn, we really trying to make this kid Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I, I think we're trying to make him more like Deku from My Hero Academia, you know? Like, he has a very good impact on people's lives, like Deku. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's the Spider-Man, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Spider-Man to you is Deku to me, you know? <laughs> well, no, literally, poor Koshi said Deku's based off Spider-Man, so... <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. See, we're, 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 we're brainstorming here. Y'all giving me more validation for making Link a Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. See, see, I'm helping you out. I'm giving you the validation that you can make him absolutely, you can make him Spider-Man, because he is legit Peter Parker. Yeah, I did, and look how, and look how that turned out. Is that Ooh. a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> that was a good thing, right? Making turning him into Peter Parker is a good thing. Yes, legit. <laughs> um... But we 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 we've been we've been off off topic for a while. We still haven't talked about the new episodes yet. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, technically, we talked about Loudhouse still. So yeah, but we still have a lot of yeah, Casa Grande sure. episodes yet. We haven't talked about the announced episodes yet. So let's let, can we get to that so we don't get off topic? First? <laughs> I'm calling it out. This is gonna be like at least. This is gonna at least be long. The the average length of a Marvel film. It's gonna be at least two hours. <laughs> if not, like, two hours, two hours, two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, but I did, I did ask the questions, so, you know, that that's on me for getting the whole tantrum, but, you know. You have to I mean, ask it. It creates cohesion. Yeah, oh yeah. So let's let's get back to the topic here. So we talked about yes, uh, high crimes Runaway McBride from Loud House will air February twenty fifth. So that'll be the end of season five, and hopefully season six will start in March. Um, and then for as the, for the Casagrande days, they will be taking over the entire month of February as we have more brand new episodes from them. So this week, this Friday, we have two brand new episodes of the Casagrandes. Uh, the first one is Let's Get Right to Rumba! <laughs> when Hector declines Rose's offer to join her dance class, he quickly gets jealous of her talented instructor. So this is basically Hector's version of Tidolf. Basically, that's how I describe it. He gets jealous of an instructor. That's basically... That's basically his version of Tidolf, but I'm excited for it. A Hector Rose episode. I like both of them. What do you think of this episode? Considering what 15 Candles did for Rosa, I'm actually more interested in seeing, like, the... Like, considering what 15, like, 15 Candles made me like Rosa better, and mm -hmm. you already know I'm a sucker for, like... You already know I'm a sucker for, like, conversations between people as individuals. So this, this is going to be my type of episode, and I really hope they don't butcher it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They do, I, if they do, I'm not going to be, a, I need to be a very upset camper. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect for Hector. Perfect. Hector's a jealous type. It's perfect for him. I just hope they don't make him, like, petty as all hell. I mean, have you seen the way he t he he treats Arturo? He's always calling him, like, uh, oh my gosh, what does he call him? Like, uh, uh. Bobo, that's what it Bobo. is. A Bobo, or or has or as Roddy Ed would, would correct him in uh, Boys uh, the the Bros the band, <laughs> a a cool Bobo or something like that. What was it? Oh my gosh, I can't I can't like, remember the line. Oh. Like what I mean by that is like when I mean petty, I mean like like with Arturo, he has a reason to be petty. Like the dude literally walked up. The dude literally, the, that was like his like that was his daughter, and homie just straight up walked away from that. 
Oh, I I I remembered so, it wrong. It's a punk Bobo, as he calls as she calls Bobby. Like uh, Hector was like, oh, he looks like a Bobo, and Roddy is like, correction, a punk Bobo. <laughs> That's why Roddy is the best wait, character. Like, the dog, but like dog, but, but like wait, like the dog are dating like puggers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I love when uh, Hector calls Arturo a Bobo. It's it's funny. It's in the context of okay. <laughs> wait, aren't. Do you know what he means by calling someone a bobo? What does that mean? Is that like a bad word or something? Just calling him a dumbass. Oh! <laughs> well, I, I can say because JD, JD, you're, you're, you're Hispanic, right? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So you probably know what he's saying. So basically, he's calling him a, 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 a dumbass. <laughs> like, my, like, my Spanish station is like a bit rusty. No, he's not. No, he's calling him like a, like a fool. Him a fool. Yeah, like like a like a, a fool basically. But but the the the, the cursey word would be a dumbass. He gave that man that Goku treat. He gave that man that Frieza treatment. You fool. <laughs> <laughs> Hector, Hector is the Goku. Hector's Goku. Arturo is Frieza. Yeah, yeah, but I agree on 50, when we talk about 15 candles, I I mean, I love Rosa. Rosa's my second favorite Casa Grande next to Frida, so, I, you know, I love Rosa. So I, I'm, I'm excited for I, a, a Hector and Rosa episode. I just hope that they don't, like, butcher the two, the two of them. I don't think so. I mean, like, I again, it, re it reminds me of Teed Off. Where Bobby thought that Lori was into her her new golf instructor, and that episode's still one of my favorite. It's my second favorite episode of season two. Just how funny I it mean, is. At, I mean, I mean the dude had like the muscles of the, the muscles of a superhero. Yeah, I get. I don't blame Lori for. I don't blame Bobby for thinking Lori would be into. Cause come on, he's ripped. You win. <laughs> you you're in. I you win. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Uh, and then the next episode will be um, a Pearl Malo. Our sweet Lalo gets switched with a mischievous Perlito Malo for the next day, and the Casagrandes need to get their pup back. So they're basically doing an evil twin episode uh, uh, mystery <laughs> with with Lalo, because Lalo Malo get it? Ha ha ha! Isn't that this funny? Is literally just this is literally just Garfield and Tilted Kitties, but with a dog. This is basically just Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> this is literally the clone saga all over again. I just, like Peter Parker and Ben Riley. I, I just could yes, imagine. I, I could just imagine Miguel and Lalo just sitting in the writer's room and they're just like coming up with ideas. It's like, okay, what can we do? Now all of a sudden Lalo just like, or Miguel just like crosses off the L of Lalo, just puts an M and is like, brilliant, let's do that. <laughs> just for the joke. Because <laughs> basically, Pearl Malo translates the bad that dog. Heads, that's basically just, just bad dog, the episode. Like, that's. That's what you do As with the pun. I will be making a crap ton of Spider-Man references during this whole thing, so if I say something like... So if I make, like, a parallel to, like, Ben Riley, just don't be surprised. <laughs> I want... This is, this is literally just the clone song all over again. Just probably, hopefully better writing than what the hell they were doing back in the 90s. I want evil... 
uh, evil Wowow to strut down the street while the the song from the Spider-Man Three soundtrack plays as he's the evil Lalo. <laughs> so literally just hit. So wait, what? Imagine just like Malo is like a black dog, and then you just hear, and then you just hear funky soul while he just struts down and barks at people. Yes, <laughs> yes, I want this. I hope this happens. <laughs> And then you see real life Miguel just walk up and start dancing like a maniac. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because Miguel is a big superhero fan. I mean, he's put a lot of references in the show, like the 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 Carlo the Car the Carl and Bobby El Falcon episode for season two is practically a big. Uh, I never oh, over is solely my favorite episode of the season. Just it's for practically a whole Batman homage, you know, with uh. <laughs> It's, Commander it's Gordo. Like a, like a Commander Gordo. You have, yeah. You have, the, you have the hot villain, the buff super, the, the buff superhero, the lunatic, the kid who wants to be the sidekick, and then you just have like the, and then you have like the imposter. Yeah, I want to draw the the Kermit meme where it's like people call it the evil Kermit, but no, it's Constantine, the world's most dangerous frog and number one criminal, but everybody calls it evil Kermit meme. As you would know it, with Lalo and Malo. <laughs> I mean, literally the whole advertising one most wanted was Evil Kermit. There you go. Give us a billion dollars at the box office, you fuckos. It's not called Evil Kermit. It's Constantine, the world's most dangerous frog. It's not Evil Kermit, okay? I'm a Muppet, Muppet fan. It's Constantine, okay? Get it right. Constantine. Anyway, Constantine. and, uh... I don't know, I just have a feeling this episode might be a sequel to La La Land. It will just have, like, Roddy and CJ and Carl in it. You know, I just, I don't know, I just have that feeling. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, after that, we have a very exciting episode that's gonna be, uh, premiering on February 11th, which is a couple of days before Valentine's Day, which I think is very fitting for one thing and one thing only. <laughs> for one thing and one thing only, Carlane! Yeah! Let's go, boys! Yes! And no one is more happier than our friend Weave. No one's more happier than Weave. And we are all celebrating your W, Weave. You get your Carly back. We all get Carly back. Casa just knows what's up. I'm very happy. <laughs> Unfortunately, we get Carly back and for in the exchange of... We get Carly back, but in exchange we get Hector and Lalo. No, it's Hector and Vito. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> So we get we're gonna get like a banger next to like what the fuck is this? It's a good thing though because Nickelodeon's gonna air the Carl Wade episode by itself. I think they figured that we don't want to watch the Hector episode with it. So it's like good, separate those two. We don't need them back to back. Okay, so don't the episode is called Don't Zoo That. Adelaide and Carl go head to head to win Junior Zookeeper badges, but their but their competitive. But their competitiveness might ruin both of their chances. But, uh, but yeah, I'm 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 very excited for this episode. Of course, it's Carl and Adelaide. And I think it'll be like a very good episode for them because again, we've had Karate Chops, we've had Two for Consequences, we've had the Squawk in the Name of Love with them 
a feature, but I think this will be a really just a true Carlite episode, which we want. We haven't had that since uh, Uptown Funk, their first episode together. Like, Karate Chops isn't really a Carlite episode, but it does feature them, but not really. But this one seems like it's going to be about both of them competing to win these badges. And I'm very excited for it, of course. So I think Casa Grande just knows that we love this pairing so much. So they're definitely they're giving it to us, whether in small doses in episodes, just like in the background, or a featured episode. I think this will be a really great episode. You uh, are you excited for the Carlite episode? That's a guaranteed yes. That's a guaranteed yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, we all love Carlite. Can't say no to them. Any, any Carlite is great for soul. Again, it's a couple days before Valentine's Day. It's it's like they knew that we shipped them, so I feel like it's gonna have a lot of shipping fuel in it just because. The only thing better would have been Veronica. Well, I I I, I hold out hope. <laughs> Please, Miguel. What one of these like five announced episodes better be a Ronnie Kid one? I swear. Or see the six Loud House. You better do it. Please make it a special while you're at it. Absolutely. Miguel, if you're listening, special. You better be hearing me, man. You're subscribed. You, you're you following my podcast. You better be listening. I know you're out there. You better be listening. Ronnie Kid's wait, special. What the, wait, what the shit? Wait, what the shit? Miguel's following it? Yeah, so Miguel, he, he, uh, he started being on, uh, active on Twitter a lot more lately. And yeah, he's, he's following my podcast on Twitter. W... You don't lose. <laughs> yeah. He's not following my main Twitter, but hey, Miguel, you know, it's just a quick away, just saying. <laughs> but it's okay. As long as you're following my podcast Twitter, I'm cool with it, man. A true W is him asking if you'll ask him to come on your show. Oh, well, I, I, I'm too embarrassed to even try. I mean, I was I was jealous of when he and the other crew members showed up on the live stream that Nate, you know, me did for the movie. And I couldn't watch the live oh, stream because yeah. I... And I couldn't watch the live stream because I wanted to go to bed early to wake up early to watch the movie. I wanted to avoid spoilers. Wasn't that shit at, like, 3 a.m. in the morning when Yeah, they man. Because they were in the West Coast. No wonder. <laughs> Like, our time, it was like 3 a.m. when they did that. I was, I was like, bro, I went to sleep at like 11 o'clock that day. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, no, I turned off all oh, yeah, social cool. media and like just like went, tried to go to bed early, but I couldn't sleep. I was too excited. <laughs> It'd be like that. Yeah. And then, of course, we have another episode that's well, 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 technically it's paired with it, but it's airing the week after for some reason. Like, uh, don't do that. It's airing at, um, February 11th at 8.15, but uh, Max Dow is area 8 o'clock on the 18th, which is Hector finds out that Vito has a huge tap at the Mercado, and Vito offers to pay him back. So I'm like, did anybody really ask for this? (laughs) An Hector Vito episode? I don't know, I'm not not really excited for it. Are you? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know who asked for this, but I'm sure. I I guess. I intend to trigger Twitter with this statement. The episode would have been better if Carl was in it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm sure he'll show up. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. No, but I mean, like, if, like, Carl was the main focus of, like, oh, yeah, you owe us money, bro. Where's the, where's my money at? I mean, I mean, I feel like Vito might just go to Carl and try to borrow money from him. And he'll be like, you, you still owe me, like, 500 bucks or something. 
to go away. And then, and then, Carl just goes all Queen's Gambit on him and is like, yeah, I know what you're about to do, so I'm gonna play this piece like five, five nanomilli-universal seconds before you even show up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I usually I say this for episodes that we're not excited for. I always say this will be the best episode of the entire series and nobody will see it coming. Yeah, but this this is like... This is like... The, 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 the really acts, though? Yeah, but again, like, watch this it be a misdirect, you know? Watch it be, like, one of the best like, episodes. This isn't like... But uh speaking of Casagrande episodes actually, we did find out some episode titles for future episodes of the Casagrandes. We don't have any we don't have any synopsis for these yet. I am, my prediction is that once uh, Loud House airs uh, their season 5 finale, they'll take over fr uh, Friday nights and Casagrande's will go on a hiatus for a while. But the titles we do have are Race Against the Machine, My Fair Cat Lady, Survival of the Unfinished, and Nick's Signals. And I can't predict any of these. I have no idea what any of these are going to be about. <laughs> They're so vague. Repeat those? Wait, repeat those again? Because I think I might have an idea about what's going on. Well, my prediction for My Fair Cat Lady is pretty stupid. Because, again, Bobby, like, originally we had the Bobby Cat episode, so I was wondering, will they remember Bobby was a cat and suddenly Lori is in it? Maybe? <laughs> That's my only prediction. <laughs> I think the cat lady is going to be... This might sound weird, but I think it might actually be, like, Sid. I mean... Maybe, because, like, she's really, uh, she knows animals. Maybe. She literally owns animals. That is the perfect character to do that episode. Maybe she's able to tame the, the gang of cats. That's my only prediction, is, like, that or they somehow bring back the Bobby Cat thing. If they bring back the Bobby Cat thing, Naya was just gonna walk out, like, yeah, I'm done. No, wait, wait a minute, he likes that episode. Wait, he yeah, he likes that episode. He thought it was fine. Wait, I forgot which episode was the one he didn't like with Bobby. Oh, that's Boo Boo Business. Right. The one, yeah. where, the one, the one where he tapped back into the big-time Russians and went horribly. Yeah, that's the one where he, you know, quits the Mercado and works with the other guy. But it's like how the Mercado was always set up as Bobby's safe space, so why would he leave it, you know? Because penis for sake of penis. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's like, Race Against the Machine? Like, maybe it's a maybe it's a, a Breakfast Bond episode? Because, again, that's the only thing I can guess. But, like, my other prediction is one of these is the Carl episode. That's all I can say. <laughs> Imagine Race Against the Machine is the Carl episode. I mean, I, I, would, I would probably think I it is. It. Yeah. I could see that. Either that or I see it being Sid. I could, I could probably see Survival of the Unfinished be the Carl episode, like, again, this, this, the one with him and Adelaide are about getting badges, so maybe they have to go camping, and Carl's not fit for camping, maybe, I don't know. Like, that's my other... They probably said, they probably go say, Carl has too much black hair for energy to start camping. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is that I one, mean... there's that comic in, um, the summer issue, 
where uh, Arturo takes the kids camping with uh, with, with with Sid and Lincoln A because because uh, Arturo is a Sidati kid shipper, <laughs> but uh, but Carl and CJ are there, so I don't know. But again, the comics are Arturo never really. The yeah, he, he respects the gays, but also is a big OT3 shipper. Um, but I don't know, the comics aren't really canon, so I don't know. But, again, we won't know until whatever those are announced, so, you know, those are very vague. Um, I feel like the only comic team that's canon is the Friendiversary comic. Well, it, it's not, though, sadly. <laughs> and what's not with wanted to be canon, the Prankiversary is. The Friendiversary, I don't know if it's canon. It's, I don't think it's so. It's canon in our hearts. I mean, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I would love to see Fredversary animated. Like, that would be like I would just like if I just had if if that became canon, I could just die right there, happy. I don't need to see anything else. It's like I got that. It's canon. I'm done. You know, I and lived a good life. And I think they make Fredversary canon, but they upgraded from like being oh these are friends, they're giving each other gifts, they're blushing like people in love. They make it about. She's in love with him, and he's in love with her. Let's see how this goes. Well, they fuck. Well, they they finally realize they're in love. Yes, yes, well, here man, I am. Well, that man finally bagged his chick, or that well, that man finally bagged the woman he's been waiting years for. <laughs> Variety finally stops bottling her feelings inside and finally realizes she's in love with him. Finally, that will be the day. But <laughs> you know, we gotta wait. Um. But yeah, but, but switching to another topic, uh, we actually have some titles for future episodes for Loud House Season 6! So this is exciting, <laughs> at last. So now I can talk to Jar about these, because he's finding these out for the first time ever, so I can finally announce them. So we know the first episode of Season 6 is going to be Present Danger, and that's going to probably be the David <laughs> Seal episode that we've seen eee! clips about. Yes! Insert, 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 insert... David Arnold's Bond theme. Yes, sir! <laughs> uh, when that episode drops, that's all I'll be talking about. Like, that's the only thing I've been thinking about for months. Is once I saw that clip, I'm like, when is this episode dropping? And it's the first episode of season six. Thank God. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But it says present. So it says present danger. So we assume it's somebody's birthday. Whether it's a sibling's birthday, a friend's birthday, or Lincoln's birthday, we don't know. It's somebody's birthday. Imagine, imagine it's Lincoln's birthday, and that's why he's in the tuxedo. Yeah, <laughs> he's gotta look spiffy for his birthday, you know. He's gotta look like Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's on the he's on the mission, man. So, um, our friend Dickie's actually had a good prediction that I really liked about it. If we, well, obviously we don't know what's about yet, but I liked his prediction where it was like. It's Lincoln's birthday, and all his friends and sisters are in on this plan, and they did all this to surprise him for his birthday. They set up a fake mission for his birthday. That's why I like. I, I hope that comes true. I want that to be canon. So literally, so literally that. So spoilers for like, no, but literally that's like the first part of No Time to Die. Yes. Literally, he finds. Literally, he finds out. He this literally Bond finds out that. Madeline lies him this whole time, and then he has to separate himself from her. Oh gosh, well I don't want Lincoln to separate himself from his friend and family! <laughs> you know, he'll be more happy than, like, no, bye. <laughs> All he's missing is the dumb lover. Well, according to the main show, his lover is... 
not dead, but like not existent at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> his lover's like stuck in the multi his lover's stuck in the multiverse. She's she's stuck in she's uh she hasn't crossed the br she hasn't crossed the bridge yet that's keeping her divided from the loud house and showing up. She needs to they need to pull down the bridge first. <laughs> they need to give her they need to make her they need to really reinforce that Mary Jane aspect. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, whenever we whenever we find out what the episode's about, you know I'll be hyping it up like forever. <laughs> but the other titles of episodes we know about for season six are um, well, we only know about episode one. We don't know up to episode five. We know up to episode six through nine, which is uh, a bug strife, all the rage, scoop snoop, I can't, dine and bash, sofa so good, the last laugh, and driver's dread. So, a bunch of these, you can actually figure out what these are about. Yeah? I'm gonna go rapid fire real quick. Yeah. Butch Strife, that's Lana. All the Rage, Lola. Scoop Snoop. That's gotta be, that's gotta be a sister in, that's gotta be a sister in Lincoln episode. I can't, Lisa. Diamond Bash, Lindsay, and you're so, so good. That's gotta be the whole fam. Yeah. Last Life is Luann. And Drive... Driver's Dread. Okay, I want to bring up something our buddy Meatool said. Where, like, he thought it could... Um, but yeah, what I was trying to say is, like... Like, his thing is that, like, Luna's afraid to drive. And maybe even this episode is, like, driving Miss Hazy too. I can hear Uncle Mitch screaming in the back. <laughs> I can hear Mitch screaming... I can hear Mitch screaming, What the fuck? And then... And then or it could be about like Luna having driving anxiety. Or it could be a mix of both, where it's like Lenny and Luna realizing that they could need to strap up. Yeah. Like again, like I know Me Too said that in the podcast they mentioned Lenny drives, but in the show itself, she never drives. It's either someone someone drops her off or she takes the bus. So I think it's going to be a sequel episode where Lenny finally steps up and learns to drive. I think it'll be about her. But even then, it could be about both of them. Like, maybe Lenny has to, and then it's like the second oldest now, Luna, has to step up too. So maybe they both have to team up to learn to drive together. That's probably it, but we, yeah, we don't know yet. I still think it's going to be a Lenny one. I think it could. I think it has the. I think the biggest possibility is that it's Lenny and Luna. Yeah. And that, and if it ends up being Lenny and Luna, then we get a sweet rock song. I love how the la it's the last laugh will be of a Wan episode. It's probably gonna be the the last April Fool's episode. But that's what happened last time. So I, that was the way. I don't think it's gonna be the last time. <laughs> No, there, no, there will never be a last April Fool's episode. Oh, I, I'm quitting forever. Uh, actually, because of L Lily, I, I'm good now. <laughs> you know, I don't think she's gonna quit at all. Sino Strife of the Wait, wasn't it called Strife of the Land? No, Silas of the Lands. You're thinking of Str uh, Strife of the Party. Oh yeah, the mess of an episode where a child literally almost kills everybody. Well, but, now yeah, we have a bug so, strife, which we know will be a Lana episode, which feels weird that there's two strife episodes in the show that both have Lana in it. What's next? We're gonna get a third strife episode where it's about, where it's about like, being shot out of somebody and jumping them like you're a woo or crip? <laughs> only, only my New York people are gonna get that. I think, I, I like your idea of Scoop Snoop maybe because it could be a sequel to, 
Snoop's on, but I think it's gonna be a, a Lake in the Friends action news team episode. That's the best uh, prediction. Yeah. I, I I don't mean to sound like disappointed, but just like if that ends up being the case, it's either gonna be a banger like Colonel Truth and Frame on You, or it's gonna be absolutely what the hell like. Like, Farm's unstable. <laughs> and to me, saved by the spell. I just hope it's not like, um, like a certain episode from Casa Grande's where it's like rumors could go out. Just don't do that, okay? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> don't do that loud. I just don't. This boy where Lincoln had a dream about marrying Paige. I have the script right here for that episode. Spoiler alert, Lincoln. Spoiler, we get our first look at adult Lincoln, and it's him. It's him trying to confess the wrong again, but he's too much of a wimp. Yeah, you know what I'm disappointed about with 15 Candles? I'm very disappointed we didn't get an older Ronnie Ann. I wish we could have gotten that. Uh. My the, the dream is to see the older designs. Yeah. What's that? Once that dream is fulfilled, I will die peacefully. At least we got older Lily! Uh. <laughs> yeah, older Lily looks like she's stuck in the wrong time era. <laughs> it looks like that Luna influenced her. I mean... I mean, imagine, like, we get another movie, but it's actually, like, that, like we see the natural like, growth and evolution of them getting older. And then we see, like, how Lily... Because even though it's a dream, for all we know, she could end up looking like that. Yeah, I mean, Lily can live or, her own life. Or it ends up being a fan design that I actually really like. I think you know the one. I don't like the fan. I don't like the fan design. It's just like, oh, she looks too much like Lincoln. I want Lily to stand out, be her own character, and just look like a girl version of Lincoln. I mean. I can see why, but to me, like, I like it because you can actually see that she's taking influence from all of her sisters, like... Like, the hair, the color choice with the clothes... And she has, like, like the spirit of Lincoln, but the colors and clothes of her sisters. That's just how I see it. Isn't she just purple? <laughs> yeah, purple... Yeah, like, she inherited the purple for Luna, probably. Who knows? I mean, Lily's, Lily's default color is, is like a light purple anyway. We must see Lincoln Master intercease. I mean, I, I can understand <laughs> from the design just because you know, Lincoln and Lily do have a close relationship, so I can see if it that worked that way. But I don't think the show would do that. I think they would just do... Because again, they did their own li older Lily design, and it's nothing like we ever would have imagined. <laughs> We must see Lincoln Messer intercease to be a Ronnie Ann. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, Appetite for Destruction is okay. I wish it happened a lot earlier in the season, just like I wish Lori Days happened earlier. Yeah. And uh, what would recommend for people to actually watch? Even if it came, like, really damn late. But Dream of Little Dream is still the Superior Lily episode. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Dream of a Dream. Dream of a Dream should have not been that good, but it was. It, it's still fantastic. It's Dream of Lily Dream literally gave me the fun, the ultimate Final Fantasy crossover with like Lily holding a bus, Lily having a squid Buster Sword. 
I mean, it gave us a great Lisa and Lily episode. Like, Lisa is the MVP of season five. She just every time she showed up, she did. She always improved. So I'm happy for that. I hope I hope Lisa Lucy gets that season six. Lisa Lisa didn't miss at all during the like, season five. Yeah. And no episode showed that more than like Friday Night Fights, which is like probably my favorite episode of the season aside from like Glory Days. Yeah, I love Friday Night Fights. That should not be as good as it was. Controversial stance, I know. No, no, I think like people really like I Friday mean, Night all Fights. It takes is that... All it takes is a little sport. All it takes is a good sports story, the right characters, and the right environment, and then bam, you got it. Yeah, I mean, again, my I favorite think, episode. I, season, think, I mean, my, my favorite episode still family family bonding. That's a controversial take because nobody else loves it the way I do. But uh, I'm trying to think of what else to talk about. Yeah, but yeah, that that so yeah, that that is a lot of exciting news. Again, we know new episode titles, but again, no no the subscriptions, no synopsis yet. But we'll probably find out those those descriptions in the coming weeks, and then I'll be here to report about them. But I'm very excited that we have some season six news. Because it seems like forever, now we're finally going to learn about the new season. Did you say subscription? We have no descriptions of those yet. We have titles, no descriptions. I watched season 6 take like 5... I watched season 6 take like... Like 10 months to air. 10... You know it's going to air next month. (laughs) Right? It's not going to... calling it now? Nickelodeon's not going to take that long of a hiatus for this... For Loud House. You know that, right? They, They never do that. I mean... They... Kind of did when you think about it. Well, no, they don't take that long. They just take like one or two months off, and then they they do that. They don't really take that long of a hiatus, really. In between seasons, I mean. I'm just trying to remember. Like, wait, I just had the stupidest idea. What? Imagine one of the imagine one of the season six episodes is like the Louisiana Purchase, where Lincoln just finesses everyone. Where he like what? Thomas Jefferson. What does he do? Okay, so okay, so the meme with the Louisiana Purchase is that Thomas Jefferson literally finessed everyone that was involved in. You it. mean like he like fools everybody or something? Do you know, do you know what finesse means? N- no. I know, I know the song by Bruno Mars. I don't know what it means, though. Finesse means to, like... Finesse is to... Win a trick. I mean, he did that. It's called family bonding. (laughs) It's also called Saved by the Spell. (laughs) He did that before. Like, in in Finesse, it's basically just... He plays everything, basically, like, how Carl finessed everybody. That's I mean, that would definitely be something Carl would do. I I mean, sure, Lincoln would do that, but I don't think season five Lincoln would do that. I think Carl would, not Lincoln. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need Carl to get a pair of Black Air Forces and sit at the round table, please. <laughs> <laughs> that an entire school. The man finessed an entire okay. school. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it, but yeah, that dude took over an entire school. <laughs> He played everybody. That is worth a pair of black forces. Like what you're That's saying? Worth a pair of black like Carl Carl finessed everybody in that episode, like what you're saying. That whole episode is him doing yeah. that. But I'm saying like ima- like Imagine Lincoln gets put in a situation that he isn't exactly coming to terms with yet, but he finesses his way out of it. Like 
he makes it his own and he just like says, yeah, I'm good. And mostly like nothing happened. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I would be satisfied with that. Like, like if you're thinking of the way Carl does it, is that Carl has to learn a lesson yeah. in, you know? Like, again, I'm thinking the best example is family bonding, where he was right the whole time, and he doesn't learn a lesson. Well, he kind of does, but I mean, like, his family learned to trust him. And he's like, yeah, I was right. I I'm doing this whole spy thing now. I think that's the best example I can give. Or, again, Saved by the Spell, where Saved by the Spell, his friends were being, like, really, you know, jerks about Lincoln doing magic, and he's like, oh, man, middle school changes everything. And then when his friends are missing him, he just shows up, everybody is like, hey, magic's cool. What's up, y'all? You know, like, basically that, you know. I'm just saying, imagine, like, I don't know why, but I want to see, like, like, how COVID happened in our world. I want to see them, like, address it. I want to see them doing, like, a COVID-like thing with the show. Where, like, we get a chance to witness, like, definitely, like, I don't know why, but it's, like, I feel like growth works better when you're separated than when you're together sometimes. So I'm saying, like, give me an episode, give me an episode that has Lincoln start to adapt better, adapt to middle school, and he had, like, basically, like, schooled, where he had to, like, go it alone for a bit. Yeah. Give me an episode, like, Make an episode solely based on that, and I'll be a happy camper because I feel like that's a perfect plot story for Lincoln, especially the Lincoln we have now. I mean, school like, kind of did that though. School was the struggle was of him trying to adjust to this whole situation, but like he was trying to get out of it. But then in the yeah. end, he was like, yeah, "Hey, I yeah." Sonny, I literally just mentioned school, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but you're saying, like, as if we didn't I have said, that, and we just did. But I think I do agree that Season 5 didn't really do that, because I, I was actually pretty excited at the idea of, like, hey, Link is not in, in class with his friends. That's a struggle that he can go through. Like, hey, I have to get used to the fact I'm not in school with my friends. But then all of a sudden, because of the Action News team, he's basically with his friends all the time anyway. So there was no point in doing that. Like, I don't like the fact that, like, hey, I'm not in the class of my friends. I have to get uh, used to this. But you're with your friends anyway, so there's no point in this anymore. There's no impact on that. Because he already sees his friends at lunch. He sees them at the, with the Action News team. He's probably hanging out with them anyway at before classes. So there's really no point in doing that after that. When they, when they just do ha have him hang out with his friends anyway. As if there was no impact to the end of, of school, to me. Like, my thing is just... If you, like... I can't really say it the way I'm trying to phrase it, but it's like... Not like the, like... Talk about season five even more than I already have, but like... <laughs> I think, like, my biggest issue with the friend episodes is like... Lincoln and his group were together too many times the whole season. Yeah. You know, like, like, season five was obviously trying to reinforce the point of, yes, she, yeah, like, he's gonna have to adapt to different things. But my thing is just, 
Five didn't do that, but instead five made him have to continuously rely on his friends. But like, yeah, we're not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm just saying like. If you're gonna set up the idea of him having to go with part of middle school alone, stick to that plot line. Like, I'm not saying like we shouldn't see more of the friend group. No, I think we should. Yeah. But, but it'd be interesting to see them without like Lincoln being there in the presence. Yeah. Then like, you can have the group and you can have Lincoln both grow on their own terms, and then you see them get together again. And it creates a better idea of like, okay, yeah, change happened because like, like I like I think the movies end make a lot of sentimental and it's great. I think that like, the, I think that like the the way dependent, I think the movie created a more dependent sense. Like, like they like. I think like because the way the movie ended, the, the, because the movie ended the way it did, it became it like it create, creates a stigma of he needs to be around people for this to work better. But I'm here, but I'm here to say no. Nah, I don't think that I don't think that should be the case. Well, I don't read it that way. I read it as Lincoln. He needs reassurance, you know. Because, you know, like, like in the movie, he has low self-esteem about feeling left out compared to his family of, of, of sisters who have special talents, and he's just the boy. And he just needs to be reassured that he's a part of this family. And he has that ability to stand out in the family, like how when Liz Sr. and Rita are freaking out over having everything be on the same day. Like, it's like, guys, chill. I, I'll help you out, you know? And he has that purpose. You know, he has, he he's the glue that holds the family together. And I wish season five could have emphasized that more, that Lincoln still needs to be a part of the family and helping out the family when Lori's gone now, you know? Because again, Lenny needs to step out, step up as the oldest, and Lincoln still needs to help out the family. But it seems like season five, like, I get it, because like in Friends of Dry Places, the whole point of Friends of Dry Places was to show that Lincoln was way too codependent on his friend group, where he couldn't survive without them. And I get that, because you have friends and you feel lonely without them, but then he had to realize in the end that his friends just wanted to do different things without him. But then in school, his friends are so codependent on him. Like, they can't do anything without him, and yet in Friends of Dry Places, they're hanging out with other people, and all of a sudden, oh, we can't survive without Lincoln because it's middle school, we're, we're falling apart. And it's like, why are you feeling that way? What well, should be Lincoln feeling that way? Because, you know, he, he needs to learn that he just needs to adapt to new changes. But if his friends being so codependent on him makes it the opposite effect on what Friends of Dry Places was trying to teach Lincoln. That yes, his friends are like a second family to him, and I love that. I love that he loves his friend group, but he can't be with them all the time, you know? And I wish that Runaway right with McBride, the episode spoiler, it should have been about Lincoln and Lindsay and Rita feeling like he's hanging out with his friends too much. Not Clyde's parents feeling like that he's hanging out with his friends too much. It's still it's still meta on season 5 be like, oh yes, we have, this is exactly what season 5 was doing. There's too many Lincoln and Friends episodes and they're hanging out way too much together, but why should it should have been Lincoln and not Clyde as the main focus. But I get it. I get it with Clyde's, Clyde, Clyde's dad's being overprotective, but it should have been Lincoln because he's the main central focus. So we were at like 
run, we were at like we were talking about like Runaway McBride and all that, right? Yeah, I was saying how Runaway McBride should have been about Lincoln and not Clyde and his dad's worrying that he's hanging out with his friends too much. I was trying to say that I think that that friends with dry friends in dry places is the most contradicted episode so far. Because I feel like everything that episode was trying to say just got like yeeted out the window heavily. Yeah. Not just like by not by like just five, but I feel like partially in the movie in a way. Like the movie delivered the opposite message that dry places was trying to deliver. No, I, I disagree on but, that. There's an opposite like, effect. I mean, I might... There's an opposite effect when it comes to friends and dry places in the movie. Because the thing is, like, yes, Lincoln sees his friends has a second family, which I still love. And again, the whole point of that, that episode was to say that Lincoln shouldn't rely on his friends like that. But the movie was about how Lincoln just wanted to find a place in his family. Because he felt like that he wasn't being... You know, he wasn't, he felt like he was being, like, uh, outcasted, or they not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, he felt like that he wasn't being appreciated by his family. Even though, but, yes, Lindsay and Rita, exactly. they do say, oh, thank you for helping us out, but he still felt rejected by his family because everybody else was giving the sisters all the praise and glory, and he was not getting any of that attention. It's a kind of a difference there. Yeah, and then you just have Scoots being the old hag and just straight up rubbing it in his face. Dude, like, he, she, she, like, knocks him over. Like, she just pushes him out of the restaurant. Like, ugh, Scoots. Yeah, so I don't really think it's the same. It, 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 does, it does relate to the whole, like, a Lincoln feeling left out sort of thing. But Friends of Dry Places, he was learning to let go of his friends and be like, hey, we still have lives outside. We have lives outside of you. We want to do our own things. You should just do that too. Whereas Lincoln just wanted to be like, I'm a part of this family. I need to be reassured that I'm still a part of this family. And the, fa and the sisters you know, still appreciate him. They love him. They want him to know that he's appreciated by them. He just needed to learn that. I don't think there's a similarity. I mean, there kind of is, but there's a difference there. You know, whereas I agree that season five was like, okay, well, Lincoln needs to be with his friends all throughout middle school and Friends of Dry Places, that wasn't the point. You know, they they need to have lives outside of Lincoln, but school was like, oh my gosh, we can't survive without Lincoln. We need him. Even though you were fine during season four, why are you suddenly clingy and codependent on him now? Well, Stella, I agree, because Stella can A. But like, the other guys are quickly cloud A, but like, the other guys, I don't know. I'm gonna be honest and say I hate how much five contradicted the message of finale in four. Yeah. Like to me, I consider like kinds of drug places Lincoln's finale for that season. Right. And I'm gonna say they contradicted that, and they they contradicted the message of that finale, and I hate it. And it's kind of partially why I'm like saying I don't. I kind of. That's why I'm like. Admitting that I dread that I'm dreading the fact that it could be a news group episode. Well, sadly, we know there's like... going to be more Lincoln and Friends episodes. They're not going to stop them anytime soon. I hate to say that. Because I say the same thing for, for Casa Grande's, where it's like, Sidani is the main friendship of the show. The best friend do, have... you know, tr group. 
but we barely get episodes with them. Like, talk about 15 candles when we get to it. I felt like it was a fresh refresh of air seeing Sid and Roddy and work together for the first time, which seems like forever in the show. It seems like Sid... When was the last time they even worked together in the show? Oh my gosh, like... I want I want to say it was like I breakfast bother even prank anniversary or something like that was like like episodes ago. It seems like forever since we've seen only those two together. Like they, I, this is just how I personally feel about like some of these episodes with both shows. That more times than not they contradict each other. Yeah. A, liter what... a literal season a literal season contradicted one episode's message. And that is like like I'm sorry if I'm just like hung up on it, I'm just like not I'm really like fully realizing what I'm seeing with it. I'm like Dude, no. But if that's the problem the message, with Slice of Life with... shows is that we have continuity in the show now, but it's very limited continuity, you know. It's like, will they stick a thing? Sure, we'll remember it sometimes, but sometimes we won't, you know? It's, it's, especially when Loud House is so new with the continuity thing, whereas Casa Grandes is always on the ball with their continuity. Like, Loud House is still a baby at it. <laughs> They're still learning. So, you know, that's just how it is it's with Slice of Life it's shows. It's continuity. What's that, Joe? For Loud House, well, I can't say because Loud House is doing a good job at it. You know, I haven't, I haven't had a single continuity what's that rip, rip in a while. And that's saying something for Loud House. When was the last time you made one is the real question. Oh my god, probably like season four, maybe. <laughs> Gosh, I don't, I don't even remember. <laughs> it's that, it's been that long. Casa Grande, they haven't had a single time to do continuity what's that on them. Maybe once, but it was more like, okay, I did it once at Operation Dad, but it was more like, oh wait, no, it was Teacher's Friend. It was Teacher's Friend because Rodian was supposed to be a straight A honor student, and then for some reason she's getting a C-. Okay, that's the only time I've ever said continuity was that to Casa Grande. And every time, just there's- Just like Was that? Just like me, getting. That's just like me. Getting like a getting like a C getting like a C in math because my teacher is a crackhead of a bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but speaking of Casa Grandes, I know we've been on off topic once again, but we really need to get to the talking about the new episodes that aired. That's the whole that's the whole reason you're here on this episode. We gotta get to the Tony Hawk episode. Yes, sir. It's your Tony Hawk Underground One and Two, the greatest skater games in existence aside from Skate Three. Quote me on that. <laughs> yes, so let's talk about the new episodes of Casa Grandes that aired uh, in January. The first one is Skater's Gonna Hate with, with special guest star Tony Hawk. Roddy and her pals enlist Carlos X as their coach to skate off against Tony Hawk. So, of course, Tony Hawk being the guest star of this episode. And this was more... I was I was thinking this was going to be a Roddy and Friends episode, of course. But this is more of a Carlos episode. And I'm very happy he gets one of the first episodes of Season 3 to flesh him out more. This gave Carlos a lot more focus and a lot more development than the entire series has done. And I applaud them for doing this, finally. I'm so happy also, for Carlos Valdez. It also surprisingly picks up on the. It actually goes back to like his past. Yes. And what they mentioned it. 
like we get a reference to call to going overboard. So once again, yes. continuity W for Casagrandes. Yes, like they again, they haven't referenced Carlos X since like the only other time they'd ever mentioned or referenced in the show was in uh, Chocolate Force. It was, but like, that the was a what was that? Oh yeah, no. Oh no, you were about to say. Ch no, I was saying I forgot they referenced in the Chocolate Force. Yeah. What What were you saying? I was saying no, because I no. I was saying the last time they referenced it was like the beginning. Oh the yeah, but the there was but only one other Force. time that they referenced it in the show was Chocolate Force, and that was a dream where Carlos was like, "I'm gonna skate around the halls with no pants on." But again, that was a dream, so it doesn't really count. Hey, yo. Hey, yo, he's getting around no pants on, bro. <laughs> and then they do, they do reference it in the comics. They also do reference it in the comics, where, where, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm talking over you, I'm sorry. No, no, I think we're both talking over each other. I was going to say, you're trying a little smarter than press free there, I mean. <laughs> uh, that's why they have three kids. <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, and then the cycle, the cycle continues. <laughs> <laughs> but then, of course, they do reference in the comics where Link is uh, learning to skateboard to uh, to give the Tarani, and he goes to Carlos X for help. So, but that's the only time in that. So, it's great that they actually did that, and they incorporated uh, Tony Hawk into Carlos's backstory, where he thought that Tony Hawk had pushed him, ruining his skateboarding career. And he said he was in the hospital for like a year or something, and that's when he learned that he had his love of books. And again, I like that they give him some lore from going overboard, because again, we haven't had him reference himself as Carlos X a very long time. So to see that they built on that and like had Tony Hawk be part of his past, and it's like, no, dude, I was just trying to give you a high five. Why do you think I was going to push you, <laughs> you know? And like... Giving Carlos a lot more depth, where he was like, yo, he was she was cheating, he was copying the other team's moves and giving it to Roddy and her friends and being very malicious. It was like this felt like they're finally fleshing out Carlos as a character because I really liked like in um in the Casa arc they had Star Wars where Carlos is so sleepy he gets you know pissed off. One of my favorite things is like, oh, you heard that fact before? Well, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's the only other time they actually gave like Carlos. Some character. Other times he's just like in the back or not like contributing to anything really. So him finally getting more focus in the show should have happened like episodes ago. So I'm glad that they did this episode and like gave him a lot more depth to his backstory and incorporate Tony Hawk into it. And yeah, I think it was, it it just works. I think it's great. And when we talk about the Carl episode again, I like that they're incorporating Carlos more into episodes. They should do that because I like Carlos a lot. You know, so good job, Casagrandes. Very good. What about well, you? I don't know, man. Part of like I'm gonna be honest. Part of the reason I went, I watched the episodes because I love Tony Hawk. I've always been a fan of Tony Hawk, but I never could get into skating because. I just didn't feel like it would be my type of hobby, but I always found joy in watching him. So to see him like pull up on the show and actually still be like, I like the way they wrote him. Like they wrote him like how he is in real life, like an outstanding dude who respects people and does not 
it doesn't take shit from people, but but is respectable. And that to me is like how you integrate story a backstory, like. If you're gonna have some cameo, do it right. Yeah, yeah, I like. I and like... that to me is like a kit, and that to me is like a cameo done right. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they, they, had, they had a bunch of guest stars on here, like, of course, Danny Trejo playing Uncle Danny. But I, I do really like how they incorporate Tony Hoffman in this. We had... What? We had George Freaking Lopez as. I said, remember Oh, George, George Lopez, Lopez is Ernesto! My boy! <laughs> oh, I hope Ernesto comes back again. I love Ernesto so much. That's my boy. That's my that's my leader. That's that's we... my that's my boss. We get we get Ernesto, we get Lincoln. Oh my god, please. That's the, that's the done deal. Please! Oh, yeah! Fine, Miguel. Okay, please, please, please. Because season two Season two did not have a single Ernesto appearance at all, except for like little cameos. But here, like he he came back in uh, Date with Destiny. They had Carl dressed up as him in one of the recent episodes. They even had Frida had like a Hector doll dressed as Ernesto, which I love because I love that Rosa's a fanboy of of a fangirl of him. But like, please bring Ernesto more. I love Ernesto so much. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> I don't know why, but I like. I still sometimes think about like, the idea of a Casa Grande's movie, and like, I feel like now that we have like skaters gonna hate, or is the skaters gonna skate? I don't know. Retarded. Skaters gonna hate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I oh, I get the pun time. now. I get why it's called that because uh, Carlos hates Tony Hawk. Hate. Now I get because, it. Because uh, <laughs> because uh, what fuck is the skaters in? gonna hate. <laughs> Uh, what were you saying about the movie? I, say, I don't know why, but I have like a good idea. I was thinking like, you know, they wanted to make a Casa movie. You can make, you can have like, you can have the movie's main like, focus be like, Ronnie being mentored by Tony Hawk to become the greatest skater ever known. Oh my gosh. I would love that. Yes. Like, like, I don't know why, but that just popped into my head as, like, an idea for Casa Grande movie. I'm like, hold up. I could see hey, that, like, I could see a sequel episode to this, like, season four where Ronnie Ann wants to become the greatest skater of all, all time and she trains under Tony Hawk. And do it like, what? Do it like, like, you could do it like Peter and Otto. Yeah. Like, you have a mentor-mentee relationship. Like, but instead I of it being, like, Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk turns evil and destroys the world. <laughs> you could have to be like, Ronnie begins to realize that maybe she's going into early and she tries to reason with him, but he needs time to like adjust to it. But I feel like maybe Carlos gets jealous that she's training under Tony Hawk and Carlos becomes her mentor. I'd like that actually. I feel like that's what Going Overboard was doing, was so like having Carlos you know, pass on to the next generation. So, like, if he becomes more of a, a mentor or even, like, the coach to the skate group, like, in this episode, I'd love to see that more often. But, yeah, you were saying how you so, want Tony Hawk and uh, Carlos to tee up, team up? Yeah. Like, you could have a special where it's, like, a skate competition. And you could have it be, like, oh, Ronnie and Carlos are, like, training. And then, like, Tony Hawk pulls up. Tony Hawk, he's like, I think you guys, I need some extra help. 
So he pulls up, they teach her the tricks, and then, like, she wins the competition because she had, like, mastered two sides of the same coin. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, I really want, like, a true skateboarding competition episode because they had it here, but, like, I want a full, like, version of it where Rodian is, like, actually competing to win, like, a trophy or something because... My, I've always had this episode idea that they will never do it, and I will probably just write a fanfiction about it eventually, but I've always wanted an episode where, um, you know, Roddy Ann is coming to Royal Woods because there's a skating competition to be held there, and Lincoln decides to be her coach because he's, he's coached other people in the past, like Lynn or Lola for pageant competitions. So, like, she needs a coach, and since he's there and she knows that he's an expert, he could help her. And so, like, he's helping helping her train for the competition, you know? Like, I've always wanted to do that and him be her support throughout the entire episode of being, a, being there for a skating competition. And, like, I always had this idea where, like, she's competing against the other, like, rival team or something. And, like, they're, like, saying jabs about her or whatever, saying, like, oh, she's not good enough or whatever. And Lincoln's like, you dare talk about my girl that way? I'm gonna, like, mm, you know, <laughs> like, you know, he's like, you know, he's like, always, always, he's always so nice where it's like, oh, well, you know, like, let's, let's all be nice to each other. And, like, one of the skate girls is like, oh, she has such bad hair. And he's like, let me at her, let me at her, you know? <laughs> like, I've always wanted that, but I'll probably just eventually write a fan fiction about it. I drew a fan art like it for a Roddy Kid Week, but, you know, they'll probably never do it. <laughs> so I'll do it myself. I mean, we could always get that sweet, savory kiss before she skates and wins. I mean, I, I had that idea, too, where she's, like, thanking him for thanking him for helping her, and she kisses him on, on the cheek before she skates off. I always had that. Great minds think alike. <laughs> I don't know, I just thought it was, like, lip kiss and then she just starts and then she just like goes like she goes like look Kobe but she goes like Giannis mode and just drops like 40 pieces on everybody like, <laughs> she has to straight by the power of love yes <laughs> you love to see it um <laughs> but yeah I, I I really like this episode again it, it gives it's back to the series gonna hate I really like this episode it gives Carlos a lot more depth as a character and I hope they continue to do that in season three, because I really like this episode. It's it's perfect for him, and I really like that it's focused on him and giving him more lore and backstory to him being Carlos X, so I really like it a lot. I'm going to be real. I came for... All right, I'm going to just be honest. I came for Tony Hawk, but I stayed for the growth. Hey, yeah. All right, and then speaking of growth, we got a ne next episode, which is Born to be Mild. Tired of the bullies at school, Alexis learns the tough guy ropes from Carl. So yeah, we have Alexis and Carl episode, which is, and also the return of, uh, of Becky's brother Ricky in the, in this episode, being one of the bullies, and his, uh, the other kid, I forget what his name is, I can't come up, come up with it now, but like, they're basically just like, you know, like, how Becky treats Roddy Ann and, like, Gossipy Girl with bullying, like, his, her brother, what he does to Alexis is too much, like, nothing. It's not even, like, good bullying. It's just kitty, childish stuff. It's like, oh, let's put two, let's stuff, put, let's put stuff in your tuba, because it's funny. It's kind of lame. <laughs> it's kind of lame. But, you know, I think this episode's cute for what it is, like, Carl helping, like, I like that Carl was helping Alexis out, like, you know, helping him, you know, learn to be more tough and, like, spreading rumors about him and eventually them, like, 
trying to get into a fight. I love when Carl's like, hey, I got my guys. And Carl's guys are just Sergio and Lalo. <laughs> it's like, what do you think is going to happen here? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I just, it, it's, it's cute for what it is. What do you think of it? I don't have a lot to say on it. Carl and Alexis are gay boyfriends. That's all you- that's all you could say. <laughs> Carl gets a girlfriend and a boyfriend. I agree. No, I wasn't gonna say something else, but I just wanted to start with, like, the meme. <laughs> does, it ha does it have to be a meme? It could be canon, right, Miguel? <laughs> Otherwise, when I mean, like... I think that the method they use, the method that Carl used, is a smart method, and it's a good method. So, what I'm thinking is... So now I'm thinking, like... Like, I can relate to the experience of, like, yeah, I've been, like, who hasn't been bullied? And if not bullied, who hasn't had, like, people ridiculing them? Yeah, I mean, Carl so seems to be pretty popular that. in school. Carl is, like, the one, Carl is, like, the hoodish you come to if you need help. He's like, yo, I got you my cheat, and then he literally just pulls out the hood message. I mean, poor Roddy Ann gets, like, bullied in school by, like, Becky and Gossipy Girl, but Carl's, like, spared. Lucky him. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if, like, but, like, I'm not gonna stress this enough. Give Carl a pair of black Air Forces because that man is a straight menace. And I will continue to stress that. I mean, if Carl try, if somebody tries to bully Carl, he'll just play the chess move on them, like in the chess episode, like being strategic about it. I don't. Th he he he's been able to get out of like doing homework. I think he uh he could get out of bullying himself. Like I don't know why, but just like I continue to imagine Carl with like a pair of black Air Forces. I mean. Yeah, we, we, we joke, like, in the fandom, we joke, I say that in quotation marks, joke about how many Carl episodes, uh, how many episodes Carl gets, but, you know, like, when we talk about the, the, the Rook Line and Secret episode, I'll say why I think Carl works great in scenarios, but, you know, I've been starting to, like, warm up to Carl during these times, is because, like, oh, we had a little break between the Carl episodes, but, like, here they are again, you know, we're gonna get them by the dozen. But, um, I really like at the beginning of this episode where Carl is, like, info-dumping about El Falcon, and he's just, like, sitting on top of the edge of, like, the lunch table, like, he's, like, t saying to the lunch lady, like, oh, and El Falcon did this, and the lunch lady's like, oh my gosh, can you get out of here? And he's like, I'll tell you it tomorrow. Like, that was adorable. <laughs> like, he's very cute. Just like me, geeking out. Exactly. Like like, I just love that he's just like, like, like it doesn't really seem like he really like hangs out with anybody in school. So he just kind of hyper fixates to the lunch lady. Like, I, I wonder, does Adelaide go to the school or is she not in school with Carl? Like, so I guess he has no one to hang out with. 
Imagine he's literally like the hoodest dude, but he still has, but he has no friends. That's that's weird. Also, what's weird about like, this episode too is like, why is Lair just hanging out by himself? Why is he with the skate group? Why is he just chilling by himself? Poor guy. I mean, I mean, it's Laird. You can't really question it that hard. But I thought he was part of the friend group, so why is he just, like, by himself at the lunch table? Like, oh, poor me, you know, like, I mean, I, I like Laird a lot, but I feel bad for him sometimes. So it's like, why is he just hanging out by himself? Where's Roddy and the friends to keep him company? Like, my thing is just... Like, I think the reason I dread it more than I thought is because I can, like, relate to the idea of needing to help someone because they're getting bullied. Like, I've been in the shoes of the bullied and the person who's helping, helping him and the person who's helping the bullied, the victim. But, like, here it's, like... That, like, Carl took the method that made sense to him, and I respect that. Like, he saw it from his point of view, do what he had to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that Carl was willing to help Alexis. Like, it, it shows that Carl isn't really, like, you know, he's not, like, a bad guy, or he's just, like, you know, he's kind of chills by himself, but it's like, hey, like, he saw that Alexis was being bullied, and hey, he actually helped out, which was really cool. I commend, I commend Carl for being a good guy like that. Good on him. The, on the outside, he's like a pretentious ass with a pretentious menace asshole. But on the inside, he's like, "Yo, I got you, bro." He's I'll a big softy. No, I'm not sure. He's literally like, uh, yeah, like, like a big softy, but just like he still retains like that savagery. He still retains like that cold demeanor, even as a savage. Yeah, like, uh, again, we'll talk about the Rook Lion Seeker episode, but, like, after Neo told me, you know, I could, I could make some parallels with Bart, I'm like, yeah, I think Miguel is basically making Carl the Bart Simpson of the Casagrandes now, I can see why. <laughs> I can definitely see the similarities. I can definitely... I can absolutely see that. Like, you, just, like, you only just mentioned it now, but I see it, I'm like... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But wait, if he's the... Wait, if he's the Bart, then... Does that make CJ Lisa? CJ's Lisa. <laughs> yep, Carlitos is Maggie, and Carl's, Carl's and Frida are Homer and Marge. Sorry, Carlota, you're not in this AU. <laughs> no, Carlota... No, no, Carlota is literally just... Damn, I don't even know. I don't know, I can't, uh, I can't really say because, uh, Simpsons doesn't have a lot of female characters. <laughs> I can't make her, f oh, no, not Mod Flam, well, no, I want to say that. <laughs> I mean, I could make her, uh, yeah, I can't really, I can't really do anything. Car Carlota's just not at the sorry, Carlota. <laughs> Carlota is... How about this? She's, like, the spirit infuser, like... She's the spirit infuser. They all care. Look, the, the real way I can explain is just to carry a part of her spirit with each other. Not like she's dead, but just like she's just they, like, she's just hanging around. Aspect. Or she's just like she. Or how about like it's like like the future Simpsons episodes where like the siblings are gone. 
Oh my gosh! I don't want to think about that! <laughs> oh no, Bart's dead! <laughs> Ma Maggie's like, my, my, my two siblings are gone! What do I do now? <laughs> so wait, would Carlitos be like... Maggie? Carlitos is Maggie. Yeah, because they're the babies. Baby. Babies. Protect the baby. <laughs> Protect the baby. Yes, predict the baby. Yeah, so, um, uh, about that. Let's, let's move on to another episode, of course. Let's move on to, I'm sure our boy Neo loved this episode, of course. The boy, the episode with his boy, Bobby Santiago. Finally, we have an episode about Bobby, which is very exciting. So it's the bros in the band. Uh, Bobby's dream of playing the band might finally come true, but can he hang out with Parr's punk band? And also, we, have, we got an extended short for the song that plays in the episode, which is fantastic, by the way. Please check it out. I will link, a I'll link, a, uh, I'll link it in the description. But yeah, it's a very great short. Um, I love this episode. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's great. It continues to like give Bobby a lot of character development with, like, the fact that Bobby wants to be part of Parr's band, but his two bandmates, you know, they, uh, they, they, they make fun of him for not being very punk and stuff, and it, get, it still continues to show Bobby's insecurities about how people view him and why to fit in and stuff. And I like that, you know, they actually incorporate Roddy and Carlota in this episode, and even CJ a little bit, but mostly he goes to Roddy and Carlota and is like, can you guys make me cool? And it's very interesting that he chose Roddy Ann and Carlota because, like, Carlota helped Roddy Ann in uh, Operation uh, Dad with her rebel look. So the fact that he go they go to Carlota and Carlota helps him with his rebel look, even though Carlota was like, dude, like, you're already cool. I, I like you just the way you are. That was very interesting to me. Like, Carlota was like, yeah, dude, makeover, even though she kind of did that in the Bobby episode where he was taking his test. She was like, no, dude, you're fine the way you are. That was very interesting. But I did like that Carlota and Roddy and were incorporated into the plot of helping Bobby out. Because again, I like seeing Roddy and help out her brother in some sort of way in the show. That should continue more. Good job, Casagrandes. And again, I like when Hector comes in and he's, he sees, um, he sees Bobby's new look and is like, you look like a Bobo. And Roddy's like, correction, a punk Bobo. <laughs> I love Roddy so much. Never changed my girl. But yeah, no, I I love this episode. It it's great. Like the, every Bobby episode is great, no matter what the plot is. I just love it. Um, what do you think of this episode for our for our boy Neo's boy? Well, it's Bobby. Of course, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> Is that it? Is that all we got? Bobby, I don't know why, but the anime in me started kicking when I saw Bobby with the red hair, and I was like, did they just turn this, this man into a Super Saiyan God? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the in the music video, he goes pretty, uh, say, what is it, Super Saiyan on the, the guitar in the music video? That's pretty epic in anime. So he, so he go so he goes so he like merch the guitar. Yeah. I think yeah. it's I think it's a SpongeBob movie reference with like that scene with the guitar and the blast. It was pretty awesome. Oh you like the go I'm a goofy goober! Yeah, he's basically I'm a goofy goober, yeah I'm a goofy goober rock I also I'm I love goofy goober, rock. Yes. <laughs> I my voice. 
Like I love it. The the. That, in that's, the that's so... Like in the episode, the end, like that's Bob. So horribly strained by words. Oh, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, okay. This is yeah. why I don't do like rock voice impressions. Okay. Yeah, and like at the, I like in the episode, like at the end of the episode, like Bobby does get to sing with the band after the two boys are like, oh, we we judged you, we're sorry for that, so they get to sing the song, We Jam Cognito, I believe is what it's called. And then at the end of the episode, we see uh, Hector, Carlota, and Roddy, and then CJ in the crowd cheering them on. But in the extended music video, they actually reanimate that scene to have the entire family supporting Bobby. So they have not just those those couple, but they also have again like the entire family there, which I really love. I love that they added that little detail. Like, I didn't have to include that, but I love that they, like, just reanimates the support- to have Bo have the whole family support Bobby in the entire, uh, music- extended music video, and Carlos Penvega is fantastic as Carl- not Carl- as fantastic as Bobby singing that song. It's- it's such a- it's such a, such a banger. I hope that Nickelodeon releases it, and the Judas Fruit Shake song release both of those on Spotify, we need them because Carlos Pavega is fantastic. But I'm very disappointed that I. They're the never. They're never gonna what? They're never gonna release due to fruit shake. <sighs> I hope they do. do Please, I need it. I need that song, man. I need the remix so badly. Release it. It'll take Saren. It'll take Saren walking out the Miguel Lucas doorstep for him to do it. I'll join him. Absolutely, say it with the Bobby song too. Like, I, I'm very disappointed that, in the end, the two band members weren't voiced by the members of BTR, but hey, what can you do? I hope eventually they Dude, do get them on. Such... Dude, that was such a letdown. Yeah, they- they- like, that was- Imagine how to be a big-time- Imagine how to be a big-time rush reunion. They should've done that! That was the perfect opportunity! They should've had a BTR reunion on the episode with a band? With bot with Par's band, they should have done that. But I'm sad that they didn't. But maybe, maybe like, I would love if they actually did like a Battle of the Bands episode where bot where Par Bobby and their band go up against another band. It's actually a band that is voiced by the members of BTR, and it's a it's it's a, a Battle of the Bands, and then like the other band tries to convince Bobby to join I them. Say, I was gonna say, imagine they go up against Luna's band. That'd be a great crossover. They 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 really need to do those more, like, like incorporate those. This, like, I had a weird idea, but like, imagine they do it like the Moon Goats versus Bobby's band. I forgot the name. Did they even have a name? They might have. I can't remember of it. Was just Parr's punk band. I'm just gonna call them. I'm just gonna call them Walmart Big Time Rush. <laughs> Walmart Big Time Rush. I like that. Walmart BTR. Walmart, big, Walmart BTR versus Moonghost. And then you could bring, and then like, when, when Par and his band, when Par and his friends get sick, but Bobby has to call in a few old friends. And those guys are the BTR members, and that's how they do Ooh, I like that. Or, like, the reinforcements for the BTR boys, and then you have the reunion because they're Bobby's old friends. I want to incorporate perfect, that. Perfect. Yeah. That's the perfect way to use them. I would love to see that, like Bobby's band versus uh, the Luna's band with the Moon Goats, and then like there's like a su there's like a little subplot where like. Like, like, Lincoln's trying to cheer on the Moon Goats and R Roddy is cheering on Bobby's band. And that Roddy and Lincoln don't notice each other cheering on the opposite bands. And then they notice each other in the crowd and are like, 
wait, crap. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait, I didn't know you were here. It's like, oh, well, Luna's band is way better than your than your brother's band. My brother's band's way better than your sister's band. It's like they have a little friendly rivalry. I would love that. So they just have, like, a, a lover's rival squad. Yes! Yes, basically what Prankiversary should have done. We have that little subplot with them being rivals. I had this also... I had this also in my, my Carlota and Lenny episode idea. Where I still want an episode where Carlota... Literally just, like, the beginning of Prankiversary. But it's it's the entire episode. How I wanted Prankiversary to go, basically. Like, come on, Miguel, you should have done that. But, like... like like, like the bit of the shades and the smirk, that should have been the whole that should have been their whole dynamic the whole episode. Yes, absolutely. I want more of it, man. I want that. That should have been the entire episode. That should be in all their future episodes together. Like it's like, oh well, did you see did you see how Luna pulled off that guitar solo, Roddy Ann? And then Roddy Ann sees Bobby is like, Did you see how, how how my brother, you know, he uh he hit that high note? Luna could never do that. It's like they're like just shrugging at each other, like, please, Miguel! Let me write this! Come on! So I can do it! So basically, so basically they're throwing pot shots and making, making side deals with, like, blowers. Yes, exactly! <laughs> exactly! I had, this, I had the same idea, but, what, like, the Letty Carlota episode idea I have, which is, like, Carlota... Oh, like, Carlota... Oh, yeah! You mentioned that before. Yeah, like, Carlota we're enters... Like, we're on opposite sides. Yeah, where Carlota enters a Sorry, fashion show to... She, she enters it because she wants to uh, win to uh, make a new outfit for Alicia. But then at, at the end of the competition, she goes to the finals. She finds out the final finalist with her is Lenny from the Loud House. And so Car Roddy has been helping Carlota throughout this. And then we find out that Lincoln was working with Lenny. And it's like, then we have you know, them on opposite sides. It's like, see, I got them ideas. I'm gonna make them work with the crossovers. <laughs> That's like the perfect way to give them the chemistry, give them chemistry, but also give them a valid chance to just like throw pot shots at for fun. Exactly. See, it's, it's also the surprise cameo because like I I like when we find out that Lincoln or Lord will be in episodes, but I would love to see the surprise of like, hey, this will just be another Carlota episode, but then we find out the surprise cameo is Lenny during like the second half of the episode, and that's the big climax, you know? Like that's that's how you follow it up like you, you do with a big surprise of who's gonna be the cameo and you find out both Lenny and Lincoln are in the episode it's like oh there's the surprise you know like I want I want them to do that you know it, they, they should do that <laughs> like surprise bitch that he's on the last of me like... that's literally Ironic, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> like what a coincidence! I I didn't know you'd be here. <laughs> but uh, anywho, coincidence? I think not. Yep, it was it was destiny that brought us together, that to destino, as Ernesto would say. <laughs> to destino is so strong that it creates. That it eradicates the, me the metaphoricals. Yes, sir. <laughs> when your two destino is so strong that you just straight up ignore the fact your siblings are competing and you just say, fucking love on top. <laughs> love, love first, beef second. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we gotta move on. So um, there's the, then there's the next episode, which is for the record. Uh, worried that he, worried he's not keeping up with his cool friends, Samir tries to break a record for some street cred. So yes, this is the first Samir-focused episode, and also kind of the first real like spotlight episode for Becky of all characters. So. Yeah, Becky kind of gets a secondary role in this, which I never thought would happen, wait. but it did. Wait. Yeah? Did you just say, wait, wouldn't Becky's first Twilight episode be... Wait, wouldn't that, wouldn't the real first Twilight episode actually be, say, like... Wouldn't his real first Twilight episode be... Gosh, her. Wouldn't her real first? I'm trying to say Becky. Wouldn't it be throwing pains then, if that's the case? Um, maybe. I wanna maybe just. Well, I don't know, cause like she doesn't really sh do something until Dodge calls her to. But I feel like it's just a maybe. I would say yes. But it could also be two of clubs she's in it. But that's her introduction episode. I I'll just go with yes. Just because I don't know the answer. But this is like really her true like real main role in an episode where she's actually helping out and contributing to an episode. Like more so like being help. Because like we really like because here's the thing with Becky though is like we never really know what Becky is. Like, she's either a friend to the friend group, like, she's, like, she knows the friend group, but isn't really a part of the friend group itself, or she's, like, a bully, whatever they need for her to be for an episode, <coughs> Gossipy Girl. But, like, here, she is a bully, but she's not, like, a being person. Like, I call her, like, the opposite Chandler, where, like, she's not, like, a, she's not, like, an asshole. She's just, like, hey, I like bullying kids, and that's kind of what I do. I, she just, she just kind of does her own thing, but she's not really a bad kid, but, again, what Gossipy Girl did, I don't really know. You know, it's hard to say, because, like, I was worried that, like, I wouldn't like Becky here, but, like, hey, if you, what, if you treat Becky like this, where she doesn't treat one of the main characters poorly, like, again, Gossipy Girl, I'm okay with that. She actually she actually did kind of help Samir here. Like, she wasn't being, like, a, a, a dick to him, that, compared to Roddy Ann and Gossipy Girl, again, for some reason. So, I, if you, like, utilize her here, I will actually like her, you know? So, that was a surprise to me. But I did, I, I, I but, you know, it's like, oh, okay, Samir episode, great, because we ha we've had, you know, Roddy Ann, we've had Sid episodes, we had a, we had a Laird episode, we've kind of had a Casey episode, but I don't really want to call Meal to get a Casey episode, it's really not, it's a Sidani episode, so here having Samir have his first spotlight episode, I like, and I like that it's kind of a reverse of the episode from season one, uh, the trend game, where Roddy and thinks that she, she's not cool enough for her friends because she doesn't know all the trends and stuff. We, we all know Roddy is cool, so I don't really like the episode for that case, but I do like that she has insecurity, anxiety over, like, her friends, thinking her friends wouldn't like her if she's not cool and stuff. But it's here, like, the, fr uh, the Roddy and her friends start, like, telling stories about things they've done before, like, Roddy and said she caught a per purse uh, thief and Sid, Sid uh, like stayed up all night for two days. Laird, Laird's story is real that he met a shark. <laughs> Laird's the badass one. 
I like at the end where Wayward's like trying to, to um, convince the friends that his story is real. It's like, hey, I even have a picture. And it's like, we don't care, Wayward. <laughs> you know? And like, in the end, like, the friends are like, well, actually, we exaggerated that. Which I, re I actually really liked because, yeah, like, we can tell stories about things that happen in our lives. But did it really happen that way? Like, we could exaggerate a thing that happened. Like, I, like you know, like, Roddy had said, hey, I caught a purse thief. But in reality, she was thinking she was all, like, Phoebe Powers mode. And reality was she was she was beating up some, some woman's grandson for her purse. <laughs> which was like, oops, sorry. But it's like she thought she was beating all Phoebe Powers, which I love. But, like, she still beat up a guy. <laughs> To be fair, so technically she wasn't wrong. And like Sid saying how, oh, I stayed up when reality was just a dream. You know, kids do that. You know, we, we, we exaggerate our stories, but like Samir was thinking he wasn't um, good enough for his friends, so he thought he had to like break a record and stuff to, to prove that he's good enough for his friends. But it's like, eh, actually, we were just, we were just kind of stretching the troop, you know, <laughs> which is weird, but it's like, hey, we do that all the time when we try to like emphasize stories. So. You know, I, I like it. It, it. It's good. It's, a, it's, it, it's okay. Like, I, I don't think it's amazing, but it's still a good episode just for giving another character a spotlight episode. What, what do you think? Uh, I like the social anxiety bit. It's weird. I feel like otherwise the episode is just, well, the episode, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Like, I... I didn't, like, feel anything profound with it, more so I just felt like it happened. Yeah, that's what fair. What do you want me to do? You want me to, like, you want me to, like, dissect the episode into a metaphor of why social anxiety is such a prevalent issue in today's society? Mm-hmm. Huh, what do you know? That's actually true. Yeah, I mean, like, I was making, after the episode, I was making headcans about how, you know, I have a, ro a lot of Roddy and um, social anxiety headcans for her. So the fact that she was, like, admitting to, yeah, I was stretching the truth, I was over-exaggerating, still proves that Roddy and, you know, she has, like, when we talked about Carl, she has this deep, she has a facade. She's hiding behind a facade of like, oh, I'm so cool. But in reality, she's like really just worried that people might not find her as cool as she thinks. That's why she kind of lies about stuff like that. Like, Everybody. oh, yeah, I beat up a Percy. Are I cool? Yeah, you totally are. Uh, actually, I, I lied. <laughs> Everybody always hide. Most people hide under masks no matter what. So... Um, that's mostly the case most of the time. Yeah, especially Roddy. And so, she loves to keep her feelings deep down inside of her. And I feel like one day all those feelings deep inside her are just gonna explode into a into a rage of like keeping these feelings deep down inside her. Like, gonna... I feel like the one person she wears that mask on the most is our bo is our white haired boy himself. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I feel like out of everyone, that's the main person he keeps the mask on. She keeps the mask on, too. I feel like she does that because, you know, he, he knew her long before she became, like, the, the well-developed character we know now. Like, back then, she was still, like, you know, the closeted, like, really angry, like, you know, 
uh, character until Lincoln, you know, came into her life and kind of softened her up into, like, you know, his friend and stuff. But I feel like she keeps that cool facade around him because she doesn't want to show her true feelings to him, you know. I don't think it, it's, it's and like, like, it's like I'm trying to say, like, oh, it's Sid, she trusts Sid or friends. I'm not saying she doesn't trust Lincoln, but I feel like because she has so many... She's so many unquestioned feelings for him. She doesn't know how to express it. Because again, like, she's worried about, like, oh, like, I'm worried that she's worried about having feelings for him or him having feelings for her because, like, so complicated because of their history. So I feel like that she's, like, so, like, her feelings for him are so complicated she doesn't know how to express them, you know, to him. I feel like the only way she'll ever be able to express them to him is physically. Yeah. Which is why I feel like if you're gonna have the two get together, don't make it like her having a sentimental speech. Have it be like the two slowly getting closer to each other. Then once they uh, once they mentally understand what's about to go on, what they're about to do, and they accept it, that's when you really say, "Okay, yeah, they're together now." And I feel like here it makes sense too, because like train game, I might. I might dunk on trying game like there's no tomorrow. I might dunk on I might dunk on like there's no tomorrow, but the perfect thing that episode explained is that yeah, this this girl is like this girl has a facade. Yeah, she has social anxiety when it comes to her and, friends, and it's mostly because of her dad. And I liked the fact that the episode came out after Operation Dad reassuring me that because her dad is around that doesn't mean her social anxiety went away. It's still an effect on her. Emotionally. Like, not to like dunking on Toro for a thousand times, but yeah. when you like, when you seriously get down to like the explained outcome when you get to like the crux of everything that goes on with say, like, her life, there is an individual to blame when you really think about it. And, well, that's why I'm saying I don't mean to dunk on her throat for a thousand times because <laughs> he's that individual. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I clown like, on, you know, I clown and dunk on Gossipy Girl, but, like, the, the whole reality of it is, like, her, when Becky is embarrassing her in front of Artemis, and she's, like, so upset she cries over the fact of she's so embarrassed she had a dream about a boy, it's still, like, again, she has that fear because, again, she's worried about having feelings for Lincoln because what if that actually happens, you know? Like, what if she does have feelings for somebody and somebody makes fun of her for it and she's so embarrassed she cries, you know? Like, she tells, like, she's about to confess her feelings to Lincoln and then she, re like, that, that he doesn't reciprocate and then she's, she's so heartbroken, you know, because it didn't, it didn't work out, you know? Like, that, because right now... After horoscope, she probably thinks he doesn't have any feelings for her, you know? And she probably has so many feelings for him, she's worried he doesn't feel that way about her. You know, that's all, That's always been my assumption, is that, well, after horoscope, and she's like, oh, well, Rusty had the crush. That means he has no feelings for her whatsoever. She thinks that, but she probably doesn't know he has feelings for her. That's why she's worried that if she has, ever has feelings for anybody, that doesn't co go go the way she, like, doesn't go that way. That's why she has to keep them bottled inside, because, like, I'm afraid of being embarrassed if I ever do like somebody that way. 
I think what she doesn't, what, what she doesn't realize is that on his end, like with most relationships, people take pay not to be like, like misogynistic or like, but however this comes up, but like with a relationship, most people tend to look at things from the point of view of the girl more so like the guy because, well, like say like a conflict falls out, people are more to sympathize with the girl than the guy. So, to focus on that, like, yeah, be like you, like, be like you said, like, you know, Radia needs to express her feelings more, like, with physical rather than emotional, like you said, because, like, you know, like as Lincoln had said, actions speak louder than words, and you know, like, we do get a lot of episodes of Lincoln's point of view where he's the one that has to, you know, make the big speech or the big, you know, gesture to Radia, but like, so, like, we we really need to have Radia do something for him. You know, like, show that she can't, it's, like, I know she cares about him, because, like, yeah, she, he's, she sees him as one of her best friends, but if we get another Roddy Kid episode in the Casa Grandes, it'd be nice to get something like, you know, Roddy and needs to, like, do something for him, or wants to give him something to show that she cares about him, like a friend anniversary sort of thing. Like, I've had ideas where it's, like, it's Lincoln's birthday coming up, or or, their, or another anniversary coming up, and Roddy and wants to get the perfect gift for him, but she doesn't, she thinks that it won't be good enough for him, you know, and, and Sid's trying to be like the wingman, be like, oh, don't be like that. I'm sure Lincoln will love it or whatever. And eventually it goes through all these scenarios where she either loses the gift or thinks the gift's not good enough or she buys another gift that doesn't work out. And eventually, you know, she gets something, but she thinks it's not good enough for him. But he's very happy that she got it for him despite thinking it's not good enough for him, you know, like, again, a, a gesture she needs to show, the show, show that she really does care about him, you know, because I, again, I like, I like the episodes where Link is the one with the point of view, but we, 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 we really need to see that more from Roddy Ann's point of view. And, like, you know, we talk about horoscope, but we talk about, you know, like, the scene in Curse, where it's, like, the little tiny hint that Roddy Ann will miss him. It's, like, those subtle hints. But I do like that they do make it subtle with Roddy Ann, because, again, she's so vulnerable. She's so, like, little when it comes to her feelings on, like, anything. So to show those tiny little glimpses of that she shows that she does care about him, whether it be from, like, okay, like, in, like in the, the horoscope, she doesn't really care about their friendship, and then Curse, she's missing him, and then other mess she's saying how much, you know, there's how much, you know, Lincoln is, like, a best friend to her, like, Sid, or Prankiversary, how their Prankiversary is so important to her, like, it's like, well, Lincoln and I have been doing this for a while, it's like, we're pros, like, this is a tradition of ours, it means a lot, it means a lot to them, so, I like those little subtle sprinkles, and they need to keep doing that with Roddy, but I understand it's it's a, it's a character for her to be so like like baby steps, you know, like tiny little baby steps. That's what I mean with her. Paranoid and anxiety pills. Yep. <laughs> like I know we've been on this for like a while, but the thing is like I feel like the more we talk about, it, the more I become like the more I start to like, take a deeper focus because. Anxiety up until it's like one of the toughest emotions to handle because you like you can have it, but it takes a while to like shrug it off. Yeah. So then you start to think, wait, if the emotion is there, then how the hell does he like? How the hell do they grow out and like find their way through? But the thing is, like, I feel like with 
Ronnie said, like, she has it, but she not only does she not know how to shake it, shake the anxiety out of her, but that she can't process it. Yeah. And again, and again, I'm gonna duck in her turtle again. He's the spawn of it. He's the right. spawn, and he's the reason why that's like the way it is. I mean, yeah, like in horoscope, like, like in horoscope, she was having a little maybe, literal panic attack over the fact of thinking that Lincoln would be in love with her. Like, yeah, because she did, because her, yeah, basically, she was having a little heart attack about it. Because again, like she, because she doesn't want to admit it. You know, like she was having a, she was having a unstable mental health crisis. Exactly, like it, when she sees Lincoln in the suit, she has a little like heart attack, and she's like. She's trying so hard not to admit she finds him handsome, you know? And like she's and then like blushing at the end, it's like she's trying so hard not to have feelings for him because again, their relationship has been like a roller coaster. Because again, like they started out kind of like sort of like enemies to lovers sort of thing, but like they grew their friendship so much that she doesn't want to lose Lincoln through this because she's so confused about what if he does like me do i reject him or do i say i like him too or will it be complicated but again it's because of her parents divorce you know she has that that influence in her life but that date with destiny said hey, hey like she has hope that her parents she had hope that her parents would get back together so maybe that's her growing out of the you know the the fear of and all my relationships will fall apart because of my parents' divorce. It's like, hey, like, there's a chance that my parents can get back together. But then she and Bobby had to learn that, like, oh, like, just because mom and dad are divorced, that doesn't mean that things will be worse. That means we can still be a family. So that might, that might teach her a few things, you know? I mean, I have a whole thread about this, like, when the episode came out that, like, Roddy and Bobby need to learn that their parents' divorce isn't going to affect their relationships. Like, the people they, ca they like the most, you know? It's it's gonna take a while, but that was just a headcan I had like year like months ago. <laughs> like, like I just want to throw in one more final thing about this. It's that like yeah. No matter which way you spin it, love is difficult. Yes, sir. It always has been difficult, and it always will be difficult. Like. I'm gonna speak from personal experience real quick. It is really hard to like, just not to like just be in love, but to like find the right person. Like you think you found them, but then it turns out no, you're wrong. That's a and it becomes a repeating cycle until you realize no, that I need to approach this differently. And that, to me, is, like, the biggest crux. And I feel like that's her biggest challenge. Is that... She is gonna have to adapt to the fact that... Yeah, he... Yeah, he likes her. It's obvious. Yeah, it's but so obvious. That's not the issue. The issue is... The issue is... Can she... Can she adapt to... The idea that he has a that he feels her for her differently than he normally would. Yeah, I mean, like again, in horoscope. She, the 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 little idea of of him liking her was like giving her like panic attacks and be feeling nauseous. But like, you know, 
I feel like over time, again, she's again put, put on a facade because she does have feelings for him. She just doesn't want to admit that, you know? And she, again, she probably thinks that he doesn't feel that way about her, but once he actually does, that's probably gonna like, it's probably gonna, I hate to say this, it's probably gonna screw her up mentally just because she doesn't know how to feel about that. It's probably gonna make her go into a cycle of emotions, you know? Like a whirlwind of emotions, like how am I supposed to process this? That yes, he does like me that way, but I'm but it's like either she it's like I'm not ready yet, I don't feel that way right now, it's like it's too, too early, it's like it's complicated stuff, like it's, it's she doesn't know she won't know how to feel. Cause that's how Rodian is. She has like social anxiety to the wazoo. <laughs> so like Is if I could summarize what the path, her future path looks like right now, it's that one, she is stuck. She is stuck having to confront the idea of love, and two, when she does accept it, I don't expect it to be until she's like what? Like if I'm being honest, if they, like if they do go that far, I think. It won't be resolved for her until she's like 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Because like, what, like, tw she's like, what, 12, 13 now? Well, no, uh, according, no, uh, according to 11, ca uh, the 15 candles, the episode we should be talking about, <laughs> she's 11 and a half. She's not even 12 yet. Man, what the fuck? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> nah, nah, bro. Forget that. That, 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 that yeah, I'm very disappointed in that. She should be 12. Why is she 11 and a half? That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not a bite my dad. I should be calling Katsuri what's that on that, but again, we, we didn't have any idea Roddy and was 12 years old. She should be. Eleven and a half. No, that 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 shouldn't be the case. But according to fifteen candles, she's eleven and a half. In my mind, she's like, like right now. I don't even think she's like. I think she's like. I think she's like thirteen right now, because of like how much time has passed in the show. Like we've been through like, like in the show, we went through like winter and summer, and then another winter. So, I mean, I find it cute nah. that she's, like, one year younger than Lincoln now, which is adorable, but, like, no, she should be 12. Why is she 11 and a half in season 3? That doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't think it's that she's a year younger. I think it's, like, she's a few months younger. Yeah. If it was, like, a whole year, then... Because Sid be is like... supposed to be 12, so is Sid 13 now, or is she still 12? I don't know. I'm very confused by that. Sid is 12 and a half. Yeah, twelve and a half according to Casa Grandes. But yeah, let, let's let's talk about fifteen candles, shall we? As we could, as we do that. Um, yeah. So fifteen candles. Already already planning Ronnie's quinceanera. Rosa decides to train Ronnie for the next three years. Well, technically two and a half or three and a half technically, because she's according to this episode, Ronnie is eleven and a half. Which you know, I don't like that because she should be twelve. But I have this theory. Well, Dickie's had this theory, our friend Dickie. He said... What? Again? Again? I don't give a flying hell what the episode says. She's 13. <laughs> I think it's stupid that she's still 11 and a half. After, like, 
being in the show, after being like both shows for like what five six years. It literally says for the next three years. She so, should. No, it I'm should gonna, be she's twelve. Why did it say eleven and a half? In the episode, it says two and a half years. That they should correct this. It's the next two years, not the next three years or whatever. Or like eleven and a half. This no. Is the only, this is the only. This will be the only time I completely ignore the show's continuity and give it the middle finger. Like no. Well, again, she's I. Older, I. She's older, I like. I like Dickie's theory that he said that. They they're probably planning to have a Ronnie and birthday episode in the future. Which, if that's the case, I'll be very happy. But she should be twelve years old at this point. They they shouldn't be saying eleven and a half. That doesn't make any sense to me. The birthday episode. The birth. What it should be is that the birthday episode is her being thirteen. And what? like them moving up, cause like there's no what, cause they they would do like two winters. And she's still 11. <laughs> well, then again, we've had four April Fool's episodes in Loud House, and Lincoln was still 11 until season 5, to be fair. Touche. <laughs> now, that's a touche. Touche, but I'm going to throw a little curveball at you. Yeah. What if those are just like flashbacks? I mean, there's that whole theory that the whole show was just a flashback, to be fair. I mean, I've literally addressed that theory and gave it, gave it a spin of, like, the whole show is the flashback, and it's the older versions of the main cast telling the whole story. Yeah, I mean, that could be the case. Same thing with the Christmas episodes. We, have, we had a bunch of Christmas episodes in the show, too, and Lincoln's only turned 12 in season 5, so, you know, <laughs> to be fair. I don't know why, but I feel like if they did it, like, he starts 11, and by now... Starts 11, then 12, then 13, 14. Right now you'll be 15. I think that would work better. I don't know why. Maybe it's just how I feel. Yeah, but uh, talking about 15 with 15 candles. Um, you know, I was very, I was really excited for this episode because I loved the idea of them giving Ronnie and kids Sienna, but of course she's not 15, so we can't really have that. Same thing with Carlota, who's 17, and they do say, oh well, they planned her kids Sienna two years too late, but like. With this episode, I was like, oh, maybe they'll actually do it. Like, Rodian has, like, a little party for her birthday instead. But then we find out the episode really was about how Rosa, she didn't get to have a quinceanera when she was her age because her family couldn't afford it. Hence why Carlota and Rodian's kids and Maria, Carlota and Rodian's quinceaneras were so important to her because she didn't get to have one, which, of course, was very nice. So Rodian decided to, you know, throw one for Rosa that way she can have it now, and then Rodian can have hers later, which, you know, I, li I like Rosa and Rodian. I love when they have a little dynamic together, so seeing that this was an episode focused mainly on Rosa and Rodian, I really like that, especially because, like, I like who's shopping for dinner, and I, I like Rosa, obviously. <laughs> I like Rodian, and, you know, I but after the episode, it's hard because I felt nothing after the episode, you know? I was like, oh, that was cool. You know, we had Sid, we finally had some, some, some Sidani, which felt like forever since we'd had them in the show, so it's like, Sid was basically reduced to the teacher's fret Sid, where it's like, oh, I'm the helpful BFF, I'll help you, and then she disappears for a while. It's like, yeah, sure, we'll have Sid in here, cool, but she really wasn't doing much, but it's like, hey, Sidani, cool. Finally, you remembered them, nice. But after that, I was just like, uh, it was alright. It wasn't really anything amazing, but hey, the the wholesome ending made up for what was kind of a mid episode to me. 
I was just very excited for just another Roddy and Focus episode because it just seems like she's still getting shafted in her own show. So it's like, hey, a Roddy and Focus episode. Great. I love that. I love the idea of a quinceanera. But she doesn't get it. Ro Rosa does. But hey, at least she gets a cute new butterfly. Not cute. A cute, a cute flower dress that I love to draw every time she gets a new outfit. Great. I love it. I love to see it. And I like seeing her and Rosa together. But yeah, it just... There wasn't really much of value to this episode, no substance, just like, it kind of went through the motions, and then it was like, oh, well, we find out that Rosa's doing this because she didn't have a quinceanera, which, and then Ronnie and throws it, which is super sweet, but I don't really think there was a lot to this episode, I wish there was a lot more, like, a lot, like, because usually when I have Ronnie and episodes, I can digest, like, things to make headcans about, but there really wasn't much in this episode other than, like, oh, like, Ronnie and will lose all her weekends, Gray, or it's like, oh, well, Rosa canceled her skateboard camp. Oh, wait, well, she's going to skateboard camp in the summer. Cool, I guess. That'd be kind of sad, though. Like, Roddy is going to camp. She, like, Sid will miss her for a couple of weeks. That's kind of sad, unless she's going. But, you know, like, other than that, it's just, like, there wasn't really much to this and nothing of substance to, like, her character other than, well, you know, Roddy and whenever she's put into these family situations, you know, she doesn't want to disappoint her family and their traditions because... Her family means so much to her. Like in Misstep, where she's doing the dance for, for Frida, no matter how hard the, the dance is, she doesn't want to let her family down. When she's talking to Sid, it's like, oh, well, you know, Rosa started talking about family and tradition and how important this is. And again, Rodian knows how important their traditions are, so no matter what it is, she'll, she'll help out. So, you know. So I like that, but then there wasn't really much to that for her character for me to digest, so... I wish there was just a lot more meat to this episode, but then it's like, did it really need any more meat? No, it was just, it was just cute. I guess it didn't really need to be anything else other than that. But I hope maybe at least we get like a Roddy and birthday episode in the future. That's what I want. <laughs> Asking, maybe you shall see, but I don't think so. To Destino. They almost never can... If you get a birthday episode, we need. If we ever get. I know what I'm trying to say. You ever get a birthday episode? I'm if we ever do get the birthday episode, we need Ernesto. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ernesto needs to be in this entire season. Please bring him back. I love him. <laughs> Alright, and then let's talk about the final episode, which is Rook, Line, and Sinker. Carlos gets Carl into chess to keep him out of trouble, but Carl takes his rule of the kingdom literally. Okay, Carl Black. King Carl. <laughs> literally takes over an entire he school. Becomes... He becomes Bane in Dark Knight Rises. Okay, so I want to do a little rant here for a second, because of course, here's, here's another Carl episode. We'll be, but like... This episode really just reminded me of my theory that Carl was basically the Lincoln of the Casagrandes. Because in this episode, Carl's very strategic. He's, he's, he's very good at, like, manipulating people into doing things he wants. Like, again, he was able to manipulate the teacher to get him out of homework. And again, take over an entire school with his chess plans. And I think with Carl, he's the opposite Lincoln. 
Whereas, you know, like Lincoln in season one, he was able to be, he's the man with the plan. So he was able to come up with plans to get out of things from, you know, get away, get from, from get out of like, you know, doing stuff with his sisters and stuff like that. You know, basically has plans and stuff. And he's also the master of convincing. Which I think Carl is that way too with the whole master convincing thing. Where Lincoln's able to convince anybody to do something. Whether it backfires on him sometimes, but mainly he's able to get through it. Whereas Carl was able to manipulate his way into convincing people to do stuff for him and it's like oh yes again Carl is the Lincoln of the Casa Grandes my theory is correct you know that, that they're trying to make Carl the Lincoln which is either a good thing or a bad thing but here's the thing about it is like my favorite Carl episode has always been Monster Cash because they actually use Carl's strengths as a schemer in a very good way for a very entertaining episode when you do this with Carl when you actually put his strengths to the f the main focus of an episode, it makes the episode with Carl more entertaining. Now, I'm not saying a lot of Carl episodes aren't entertaining, but I feel like the episodes were like, again, Chocolate Force or Matters of the Cart, where it's like, Carl, be a good boy. They're kind of just mid-episodes. They're not really entertaining. You know, they're, they're, they make Carl, like, it's like, oh, like, Carl was helping his friend, Alexis. That's cool. Um... Or even like the Carloid episodes, like those are cool too, obviously, I mean like, not, not clown on those. But like, when they actually do episodes with Carl where he actually has his strength as a character, be a schemer, or again like he's tricking people out of like doing stuff, that's what makes a very engaging Carl episode. That's what you do. You use his strengths to make it entertaining, not make it lesser, you know, like, again, like, I, I'm not, like, a hater of the Carl episodes, I think he's a great character, but sometimes they could just be really great episodes to just, like, meh episodes, like, again, like, Chocolate Force or Matters of the Card, they're just kind of, like, mid-episodes to me, personally, but this episode was great, like, they exist. yeah, well, this episode's great, like, I love this episode. It's, 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 it's a complete banger, like, but also because, again, Carlos and Frida get more to do in this episode, like, them as Carl's parents, like, Carlos teaches Carl how to play chess, and he's able, and Carl's able to use chess as another way to get out of things, which is so smart, you know, like, no wonder he, no wonder he's Carlos's child, and, like, seeing Carlos and Frida take more of a, you know, a supportive role in this, seeing, like, oh, well, oh, he's actually doing pretty good now, and then, like, the principal's like, no, he's doing worse, <laughs> he he got out like more homework and he took over the entire school like oh my gosh you know like he, he my man took over the entire school that's so crazy but then like um he has the he, he has the intelligence of a college professor mixed with the trickery of artists yeah yeah legit that is the ultimate that is the ultimate intelligence combo and i prefer it that way he is a con artist after all eh? but then but then in the end like uh frida and carlos are able to trick carl out of something like you know getting out of uh switching rooms with cj also i love what when cj gets to do stuff i love cj he's so cute but my, my inner sadie is like yes yeah, so cute when he when carl like cj blushes he's like oh i'm sorry carl it's like oh my Sadie's crying her heart. She loves CJ. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I love when Frida said Carlos tricked her. Was that? She loves her CJ and she, she loves her CJ and she will Yes, she does. No she loves, Sadie loves her CJ. He's so cute. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love that Carlos and Frida tricked Carl in the Yes, sir. Yes, sir. She, she's just, that's her guy. And, um, 
yeah, I, I love the ending, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I think this is a complete banger of an episode, like, I haven't loved a Carl episode this much since Monster Cash, I think this is an absolute great episode, and I was like, oh, I don't really think this episode will be that good, but man, what a banger it was, like, this was, like, the fact that I like this better than the Ronnie Ann episode is kind of sad, honestly, but I really love this episode, I think it's a, a certified classic. This episode, this this episode is a reminder of why Carl is a Chad and needs a pair and needs to be put on the round table of Blackbird Force MG because that man took over a whole school. My dude took over a whole school. Video. Like I still can't believe that. Like even Weeb was telling us like, man, I can't believe he took over an entire school. Yeah, he took over the whole school. <laughs> can't mess with Carl. It's, man. Like, an, it's like it's something you'd seen that it's something you'd seen the episode of Phineas and Ferb, not the Castle Grandes. Where this man just like says, you know, you know what, bro? I am on, I am on monkey level. I have a monkey neuron. I will use that monkey neuron, and I will, I'll play every single one of you motherfuckers. Yeah, and like legit. With precision. Again, I love that they use they they use chess yeah. as a way to get carl to be even more even more smart like that was so smart of them to be like hey let's teach carl how to play chess literally a strategic game you know literally a way to like outsmart another person he can use that to his advantage and and like use his whole family and everybody as pawns it was so like like you just, you just was, like carl's man. a certified genius then I was watching this episode. I was there was a show I was thinking of the whole time, and that show is like shout outs to me because I know he's probably gonna see this. But the show is The Queen's Gambit with Anya Taylor Joy, and I thought of that show because well, Queen's Gambit is starts the exact has the exact same like plot symmetry in it, but it's. Where it's like about how she becomes the greatest chess player in the world. Meanwhile, Carl, like she, she becomes addicted to it, and it makes it helps her develop. It helps Beth develop, and in a way, it's like Carl, where like the chess helped him develop, but whereas for her, it helped her in a better way. It helped him in a worse manner because it gave that man a pair of black forces and made him an absolute demon. No, I will not stop mentioning that. That man, that man earned a pair of black air forces, and all he needs after that, like, I'm sorry, but. Like, throughout the show, to me, Carl has done, like, absolute menace-level things. So give him one more menace-level... So all I need from him is one more menace-level action, and then he's on, like, the roster for me. He's like, okay, yeah, this is Black Air Force Energy. Yeah. He's, he's involved in that Black Air Force activity. So, so kind of sorry, like, that shit, bro. Like, if I'm being real, if I see Carl do one more downright absolute menace-like thing, I'm done, I'm putting him on the round table, and that's the end of that. 
He goes on the wrong side of Black Air Force Energy and no one is stopping me from putting him there. <laughs> I know, it's not for me, I'm good. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say, which is... Carl is close to being on the wrong side of Black Air Force Energy. Yeah, and like I'm not gonna lie. He, he uh, he's on like once he commits the third strike, he's on the he's on the round table. Yeah. Like the man took over a whole school. That is absolute menace energy. Yeah, legit. <laughs> it makes him like a super villain. <laughs> Don't like again, like just never underestimate Carl, man. Like he can like straight up just like take over a whole school, man. Man said, man said, you know what, bro? I'll take your whole stock. And he did just that. He took the whole stock. He took the whole stock. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, like again, again, like, I'm not, like, like yeah, I'm sorry. He, like, he basically did, he basically did Thomas Jefferson. Louisiana purchase, he finessed everyone. And he finessed the principal. How do you finesse your principal? Like, no, that's a genuine question. How the hell do you finesse a principal like that? Because that's a menace level shit right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, don't <laughs> mess with Carl. <laughs> I mean, again, like, I... You know, I, I, it, the thing is, like, again, like, a stabs at Carl, but, like, with the whole, like, you know, having so many episodes, like, again, like, I want to say this is the fandom. We don't, like, we're not hating Carl as a character. This is the thing, though. I just, he just had, like, the thing is, like, I, I'm not against Carl. I love Carl. I love him as a character, but he needs to tone down the episodes. But, again, when he does have episodes, I get why they give Carl so many episodes because he is a very engaging character and they could do whatever they want with him. But I would just like if they gave the main character of the show, the Casa Grande, Roddy and Santiago, more episodes than Carl. It just feels like they're making Carl the main character and I don't like that. And I get it, it's called the Casa Grandes, but if you're giving your main character less episodes, I just don't like that, you know? But that, but again, this episode was great. It's about Carl, so again, I'm not I'm on the Carl. Gonna... I'm not on the hate train. I just want other characters to get more focused episodes than just Carl. He's had plenty. Just give him a little backseat. But again, we're getting one with him in Adelaide, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> you know, I like Carl a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest when I say this, but um, this isn't like saying you're the problem, but this is just like how I viewed it. It's that I think that the way the fandom is like reacted to say like carl getting more episodes is like like i don't know like it just feels inherently toxic out of place they they don't know like, if we're trying they don't know if like, we're actually hating carl as a character and that's why we don't we, we don't like him it's like oh 
if you're saying he's getting too many episodes, that means you don't like Carl as a character. No, we're not saying that. We're saying that we like Carl, but, like, give him a little break so other characters who actually need episodes, like Carlota or CJ or even Roddy and the main character, can get more episodes than Carl. It seems like Carl's taking up way too much screen time for other characters that need episodes more to him. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. I get that. It's that. There are some people who take that too far. Like, from what I see, some people take it too far. Yeah, and again, you shouldn't be taking it that far. That The whole point is that we're not taking it too far to where, like, oh, we hate Carl as a character. We just want other characters to get more focus. Like, again, poor Carlos didn't get a single focus episode till this season. And that's sad when he has the first episode of the entire show and didn't take till season three to give him a focus episode. Again, very sad. Now, now I'd argue that Flight Plan is kind of a focus episode for him. No, because he's the si- not like no, he's the side plot. Him and Frida don't even get to. We don't even get to see him and Frida ride the plane. It's about again, as you say, as you say all the time, me and the boys. Chances are he could have been referred to a different plane when he was telling Frida to ride the plane. <laughs> And that's when their next child appears in season four. I'm horrible. Uh, All aboard. The air freedom. I am horrible. John, please don't put that in my brain. (laughs) Too bad, I already did. It's like, no wonder they have three kids, as I joked about before. <laughs> How many, and who knows, maybe Lincoln and Ronnie have, like, five kids in the future. <laughs> I mean, again, it, as I said before, it's those loud genes. You know, whoever marries a loud, you know they're gonna have a ton of kids. It's the loud gene. And it's the Santiago ass gene, too. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just ending this on a great note, folks. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, but thank you. Thank you, Jaw, for coming on. I appreciate it very much. Um, <laughs> and as for me, that you questions about the podcast or want to discuss the podcast with me, you contact me over X8 Clips on Twitter or the podcast's Twitter, Casalau Chats. And we'll probably see you next time during this month of February or even into March because, again, new episodes of both shows will be coming out. So, of course, I'll have to be doing an episode on these episodes, you know, review episodes, of course. And, of course, my birthday is February 14th. Just a little announcement there, eh? <laughs> you know, since it's February... Yeah, you know, I already had NATO meet on, but it's our tradition to to have another podcast, so maybe they'll be interested. I don't know. But uh, whatever happens, we'll see you next time on Castle Loud Chats.